Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight, featuring Coast to Coast AM from January 1st, 1997. From the high desert and the great American Southwest, where it is basically dry. I bid you all good evening, good morning, as the case may be across all these many time zones, stretching from the Hawaiian and Tahitian Island chains, eastward across this great land, to the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands, soon now Puerto Rico, south into South America, north to the pole, and worldwide on the Internet, this is Coast to Coast AM. Top of the morning, everybody, all night radio at its best. Great to be here. I'm Art Bell. Um, not a lot to talk about. There's not a lot of news. And so we're going to have open lines is what we're going to do tonight. It is the last hour of the first day of the new year on the West Coast. Many of you left the holiday sphere. And I must say, it is nice. It's always nice. And I like to see the holidays come. I like Christmas. It is my favorite but I'm always glad to see it go, too. I don't know about you. But I'm always glad to see it go and to kind of get back to normal. Frankly, a lot of people between actually a time prior to Christmas and right now, they don't do anything. Commerce, with the exception of the retail business, stops. People slow down. They stop doing things as they normally do. And that's fine, but I'm always glad when it's over. I don't know about you. Trouble, as usual, in the Middle East. Hebron is supposed to be turned over to the Palestinians, but an Israeli soldier, not wild and warm and fuzzy about that idea, wanting to spoil the peace process, opened fire on a group of Palestinians at a market Wounded six, one critically. It is, of course, a case of two fundamentalist religious groups claiming the same land. Same old story. It's been going on since long before we walked upon the earth. In Oregon, Washington, and California, the heavens have opened and they haven't stopped. Some coastal areas indeed got winds of a hundred miles an hour. The rain seems never ending. Rivers are still rising. Many of them will peak during my program tonight. Mudslides, sinkholes, you name it. People are sandbagging. It is a mess. From Scott. Hi, Art. Happy New Year. Two days ago, when one of your callers said the rain and the weather in the Pacific Northwest was nothing unusual, I wanted to reach through the radio and shake them silly. I've lived in Oregon all my 38 years, and I tell you, this is not normal. In a normal year, Portland will get about 37 inches of rain. In 1996, we got about 64 inches of rain. The snowpack is double what it ought to be, and we are again faced with severe flooding. 
I remember a Ray Rad, uh, Bradbury book about humans that settled on another planet. The weather was always the same. Constant rain. It never stopped. After a few years, the space colonists began to go insane due to the incessant rain. Some even committed suicide. How did they do it? They laid down, tipped their heads back, and let the rain drown them. It's not that bad here, yet. <laughs> Scott. We might talk a little bit about marijuana. Uh, dear Mr. Bell, I just read that the Clinton administration is planning to sanction doctors who prescribe marijuana for medical use, medicinal use. I was shocked to read it. By the way, Art, I'm not a militia kind type. I just believe in states' rights. It's an outrage. Did not the citizens of California and Arizona speak when they voted to allow the use of marijuana? How dare the federal government step in and attempt to negate what the citizens of these states have voted to allow? Art, I would look forward to hearing your opinion on this topic during tonight's show. That's Jeff. I completely agree, Jeff, on two scores. One, with regard to states' rights. People of Arizona and California did speak. The federal government is trying to rationalize they didn't know what they were saying. They didn't know what they were thinking. And they could not possibly have known what they were voting for. That's one angle. So the feds are going to move in, and they are going to do what the state authorities apparently are not going to do, and that is enforce the marijuana laws strictly, and not just sanction, but take away the licenses of any doctor who would dare prescribe marijuana. But that's just one angle. The other is, it has long since been time that the U.S. reshape its attitude, uh, you know, about marijuana in general, and begin to separate it from the other hard drugs. That has been my position for many years. And it seems to me the federal government had an opportunity here to either do nothing or to give um, states an opportunity, one by one, to decide if it was time for a change. But the federal government obviously is not going to do that, and they're taking the exact opposite tact. Seven more hostages released in Lima, Peru. Uh, the captives walked out of the besieged Japanese ambassador's residence with Red Cross reps, the release leaves 74 in captivity. Americans welcomed 1997 with parades, football games, but the gambling capital of Las Vegas brought in the new year with a bang, literally, not to be outdone by the street party featuring about a half million <laughs> in Times Square. The celebration in the Nevada desert climaxed with the Hacienda Hotel being demolished in an explosion. Oh, it was great. It almost looked like Independence Day. 
And then a slow sort of reaction and a crumbling. A dear Art, first of all, let me say Happy New Year. Since Madman Markham wants to be the very first to step through his gateway, the next time you talk to him, would you ask him for me if he has any problems with me going through second? I figure if he goes to the future, the past, or another dimension, there'd be an excellent opportunity for me to spread the word. <laughs> that is from Pastor Bradley. And it is just about time to have Madman back live for an update. Those of you who had joined the show late last night finally got an opportunity to hear the Madman Markham story. So with me saying this, obviously, we are live this night. This is not a repeat. And assuming that the floods don't get our network, which is in Medford and is under siege right now, we will continue to be live throughout the night tonight. I think. <laughs> hey, Art, I think I've got it figured out. Regarding Hail Bop, Hail Mary, and the possibility of an alien invasion, it's got to be Super Bowl Sunday, when every man around the world is totally defenseless and watching football. If my team is losing, well, I'll be in the right frame of mind to fight anyway, should it become necessary. <laughs> That's Bill in waterlogged Portland. And I've got a few other items here. Oh, by the way, the great IRC war the other night was victorious. And prior to my going off the air at about 3.15, the chat room was happily reclaimed by the hordes of soldiers who were sent to do it. So we thank you. I don't know, you get that many people good at uh, hacking and doing what has to be done on a mission of uh, a mercy and righteousness, and inevitably they triumph, and they did. So my thanks to all who helped out. Other than that, I thought we would do the dangerous thing that we do on this show most frequently, and that is, leave it up to you. Anything you want to talk about is fair game. With respect to an update on Hale-Bopp, expect it this coming Sunday with Whitley Strieber, my guest, on Dreamland. So we will no doubt uh, broach that subject. In the meantime, in a moment, open line. And so, off to the land of post-holiday, unscreened, a very dangerous open lines. We'll just punch it and do it, as usual. And we'll see what's out there. <laughs> East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi there, Art. This is uh, Jeff from Fort Wayne. Hi, Jeff. 
Um, I got something that I don't think I've ever heard you guys talk about before. Um, okay. I'm kind of curious, and I've done a little checking up on it, but I can't seem to find the answer. How is it that uh, the men of the old biblical times, like Jacob and uh, David and stuff, how come they could have more than one wife, and today it's kind of like, uh, like a no-no, you can't do that? Why is it, <laughs> why can they have like three, four wives and they don't ever say that it was wrong in the Bible? And I don't know, it just kind of threw me for a loop when I, because I, I, you know. I don't have the answer. <laughs> I, I'd like to see if I can find that out, if you could throw that out there to your audience. Uh, I, I frankly have always wondered about preamble to the Constitution, mm-hmm. um, where it talks about your happiness and stuff, pursuit of happiness, that sort of thing, wouldn't that seem to guarantee, I mean, what if two or three wives made you happy? Yeah, that's, that's strange, you know, because, you know, one of the Ten Commandments is, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery. Uh, well, isn't, isn't that adultery, having more than one wife? But, uh, well, no, maybe, if, um, if it's legal to have more than one wife, then obviously it is not adultery. However, if you had four wives... And you cheated on them? Think about that. This is true. <laughs> so, I'm not exactly sure what the answer to your question really is. I mean, really, it was closer to the time of the, you know, the walking of Jesus on earth. And you would think the rules about wives, if, if, if it comes from God would have been even more clearly defined then rather than now. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? I don't know the answer to your question. Well, I, you know, I didn't expect you to come up with an answer. I was just kind of curious that you got a lot of our listeners out there. Maybe they can help me out here because, um, I mean, I, I, I like to think that I'm a religious person, but uh, one of my friends asked me this question, and I didn't know what to tell I him. I have the answer. Well, I don't either. Let's see what the audience says. All right. Thanks a lot, Art. You bet. Um... Sure. We'll throw that one out. Why would it be the ancients had multiple wives and it was okay? But now we can't. I could understand a common sense explanation that one woman is clearly difficult enough and trying to balance two or three or four in one household... Well, that doesn't make any common sense at all. None. So, I'm not exactly sure, not really sure what the answer to this is. I suppose society, as represented by our government, might feel that, um, I, I, I don't know, um, I don't know. Wildcard line, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. Hi. Uh, this is Dana uh, in Tennessee. Welcome. Uh, Friday night, um, your Ten called and was talking about her new cat. Oh, yes, that, yes, yes. You know, that she got for Christmas and how right. she was having problems with the other cat's, you know, behavior towards the new one, and asked for advice, and I thought maybe I'd have some for her. I'm sure she probably listens every night, and the advice would help you with Abby, too. All right. Uh, well, you know, cats are very territorial. And yep. you are part of their territory. Yep. And um, so the thing, you know, the cats are, you know, the new cats invaded the territory. You just need to 
spend a little extra time showing the cat you already had in the household that you really care about. If you know, if it's across the room, just sitting there, mm-hmm. get up and walk over to the cat and pick it up and give it a hug. Or just something like that. You know, it makes a difference. I mean, I've got twelve. Now I, I I I I like the tough love approach. In other words, when the other cats begin to gang up on the new cat, yeah. which they inevitably do, oh, yeah. uh, one by one, you walk to the old cats and you step on their tails, <laughs> and they get right in line. You know. Oh no, that's no? so. But but no, 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 it really. I mean, you know, so my oldest cat is 14 years old, and I've got my youngest one is four months old. And everything in between, and I've been through this a bunch, and it—they just feel—they—they—they they, they feel left out. Like the new cat, you know, always gets a little more attention. It seems like, and oh, they yes. feel very—they're they, jealous. And if you just go ahead and, and reinforce that you still really care about the first cat, um, it, it will eventually, maybe not be best buddies with the new one, but it will accept the fact that oh, this cat's here too. And, and like, Abby will quit biting and scratching you, and, and maybe Tim's gray cat will quit. It's Abby's to... attitude. Abby is never going to stop doing that. No. No. Uh, no. It, I going appreci- on too long. Yeah, I, I appreciate the advice, but I'm telling you right now. Abby has, actually, so does Comet. Comet is really gentle. Comet has long, sharp back claws. But Comet intentionally does not use them. Abby, on the other hand, who is now a middle-aged cat with long claws, knows darn well how to launch himself off your lap using full claw power and leaving an indentation uh, identical to all of his claws digging in at once. He knows exactly what he's doing, exactly what he's doing. Wild card line, you're on the air. Hey, Mr. Bell, this is uh, War Dancer out here in Portland, Oregon, uh, surviving the flood. How's it going? It's you know, it's going out here. I feel sorry for all the people who've lived here all their lives, and now all the dumb Californians decide to come up here and denude our soil and whatnot and change our ecology. Uh-oh. So that's what it is. So you're blaming it on the Californians. The, Californians, the out-of-staters. Those who have bought houses, chopped down the trees that normally would have absorbed all of this... Exactly. Hmm. Ecology 101. Very simple. And uh, next year, what's going to happen when hail bops uh, residue flies through? <laughs> hail bops residue. Uh, now, that's the first one I've heard about that. Hail bops residue. Well, the, the chondritic material, it'll be... Well, if uh, Halley's Comet left our uh, meteor shower that we catch in August, the Perseids, I guess, hmm. what's hail bop going to leave it? <laughs> If I knew, I wouldn't be able to say. Okay, well, maybe uh, we'll get a good astronomer out there who knows the answer. Uh, you will, maybe. Hey, and uh, keep it up, Art, and everybody that calls behind me, stick to scary stuff. See you later, sir. Goodbye. All right. We're going to pause here at the bottom of the hour. <laughs> you know, I really don't know the answer to that question about wives. How come they could then, and we can't now? Anybody out there have any idea at all?
listening to Art Bell Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from January 1st, 1997. Once again, here I am from our friends at KIDO in Boise, Idaho. Small stream flood warning continues in west central Idaho and eastern Oregon. The National Weather Service in Boise has extended a small stream warning through noon mountain time for west central Idaho and eastern Oregon. Small streams continue over their banks in many parts of west central Idaho and eastern Oregon due to continuing rains and melting snow. Several roads have been closed by water or by mud and rock slides in Idaho, State Highway 21 from Milepost 21 near Roby Creek to Milepost 34 near Moores Creek have been closed to all but emergency vehicles. Several hundred feet of U.S. 95 were washed out about nine miles north of Council. In eastern Oregon, Highway 86 was closed between Halfway and Oxbow. Rains will continue in these areas, heavy at times, through the night and tomorrow morning. Do not attempt cross-flooded streams or roads. Persons living near small streams should monitor water levels and be prepared to move to higher ground. It's not good. Art Governor Miller is declaring an emergency in Carson City, Douglas, Story, and Washaw counties. The Truckee River is going to crest at 17 feet. The Carson River at 14, both far beyond previous records. This is a 100-year flood. Been here a long time now, never seen it this bad. Last week, Carson City had all its trees flattened by snow. Still looks like a war zone here. Now we're getting washed away. Roads in all directions in northern Nevada are closed from mudslides, washed out bridges, or simply underwater. So there you have it. It's awful up there. A lot of people are actually sandbagging. And we may open a line for people in that area shortly and find out uh, how it's going, how they're doing. Whether you're holding up whether you think it's going to get worse before it gets better, or whether this is going to be the night of terror tonight. A lot of the rivers, I believe, are going to crest during the time we are on the air this night. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hello, Art. That was really quick. It only rang a couple times. That's the way it can be. Yeah, this is uh, Brett calling from Ohio. Yes, sir. And I, gosh, I almost forgot what I wanted to talk to you about. Uh-huh. Uh, first thing I wanted to talk to you about uh, uh, was a guy on uh, a shortwave program. I heard a couple weeks ago, or a couple nights ago, said that uh, there is a part of uh, the Bible that uh, he believes refers to hail bop that will uh, be bringing uh, a level of higher consciousness to all people on this planet. And his name is uh, Stuart Best, and uh, I think he'd be a real good guest to have on your show. Maybe he means adrenaline. When that <laughs> sucker starts to get big, boy, she'll be flowing. <laughs> no, I, no, I really don't think that's what he means. Okay. But uh, let's see, what else? What else was it? I don't know. I wanted to talk. To Maybe you, about. you were going to tell us why we're not allowed to have multiple wives. <laughs> that's one subject I don't even want to touch. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, I know what I wanted to talk to you about was yes. that uh, our Ohio State Buckeyes won the Rose Bowl today for the first time in 23 years, and uh, everybody in Ohio here is really proud of them. Congratulations. Thanks, Art. Take care, my friend. I, I don't follow uh, college football. I don't know why. I really don't know why. Why would that be? I really like football, but I like NFL football. And college football is its just not the same. And I know there are a lot of people out there who feel that way about college football uh, with regard to the NFL. They, they don't like the NFL at all. To them, real football is the college stuff. Well, to me, real football is the NFL stuff. The real bone-crunching realities occur right there, the NFL. But, uh, you know, that's a Ford-Chevy IBM Mac argument. And I'm being generous when I throw IBM and Mac into it. Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Hello. Hi there. I got a, I got something for Art to listen to. Uh, this is Art. Oh, good. Okay, now I'm going to tune in right here. I've been listening to this. My name is Waldron from uh, uh, Ukiah, California. Yes, sir. And I was driving along a few nights ago and I heard this, this tape. And it's counting. And it was counting about five days, and now it's counting. It says it's almost about, oh, six and a half hours, which means... I would say you picked it up on 9.40 a.m., right? Uh, let's see. It is um, actually a little more than that. Yeah, about 9.60. Yeah, 9.40, actually. Now, what is that, anyway? Um, I'm going to make a guess. I know that it's been there, and I think it's a countdown to a new format. It's a dramatic way to call attention to a change in a radio station format. That's only a guess. Huh. I can let you listen to it for a second if you'd like. Oh, that's all right. Okay. I don't need to do it. I know. I uh, called three of my friends who are, you know, pretty smart. I mean, I'm 66. I've been around for a while. And we've never heard anything like this. We have no idea what it could well, be. Well, that's what I'm going to lay my money on. <laughs> all right? Well, thanks, Art. Uh, all right. We're, we're about ready to wash away here in California. All right, I know. Uh, how bad is it where you are? Oh, I'm in fine shape. i got creeks on both sides. It's about a foot, and, about two and a half feet down. No problem. There's a big floodplain beyond us. I'm on a ranch. But uh, we never have floods here. But boy, oh boy, oh boy. I know. It's a hundred-year flood and then some, huh? All right, sir. Thank you. A uh, hundred, yeah. And then some. I think that's what it is. I, too, have heard this. The countdown going on on 940, well, I think it's probably a publicity stunt, and a good one, because it gets everybody saying, what's that? 940, it's 940 on that, what is that? And all you hear is a countdown, well, it's a good idea. But that's just my guess. They're counting down to a new format or something considerably more spectacular. Consider if that is what they're doing, a publicity stunt. And then at the end of their countdown, something really horrible happens. Like a gigantic California earthquake, right at the very end of their countdown. How would they ever, ever, ever explain that? <laughs> wonder if they thought of that possibility. First time caller line, you're on the air. Yeah, hi, Art. Hello. Yeah, this is Les from St. Paul. How you doing? Fine. 
Jose, uh, I got a little scenario. I've been listening to your show for a while now, and uh, I got this little scenario. I thought it would be okay. Uh, I've heard, you know, through uh, all the television shows I've been on in the last few years, all the science fiction stuff that's been on, and I'm kind of into that kind of stuff. But right. how about this? How about this scenario? How about like uh, Gene Roddenberry, for instance, and a lot of other writers and stuff that are out there. Could could it possibly be that these people were kind of like preempting us a little bit for what is cut for what actually what is going to happen in this world? I mean, you know. You mean science fiction writers preparing us for what to, is coming? Yeah, to the extent of where you know, letting us know, you know, the, the the awakening, so to speak, that this is really can happen and it is happening. I mean, I, I firmly believe we have already been visited, and I mean. Good grief, we're not the only planet out there that has life on it, you know. And I just thought of all these people that are writing all these great shows that are out there should be, like, letting the public know in a, in, a, in their own way of what really is going to happen someday here. I mean, I get a feeling with all the stuff that's happening in the world and, and everything that some of this stuff is really true, you know. And uh, I just thought I'd lay it on the public out there and just think about it, you know, the the Area 51, and all the kind of stuff, you know. That well, I'm going to say this again, and I think I really mean it. If I had an alien armada of ships, like in Independence Day, right, capable of destroying entire cities, and I studied our planet for a while and watched our behavior day to day, mm -hmm. I'd put the mother saucers over the cities, and I'd blow them to smithereens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, that, that yeah. Now that would be uh, like they would actually be studying us for a while. But if let's let's say the the, the companion they call. Yeah, but I mean, what kind of what kind of a conclusion do you think they would come to? Uh, either total domination, or they want our planet for some reason. Well, I kind of like the way it was in Independence Day. Thank you. They didn't uh, have any real bargaining they wanted to do. The aliens didn't want to bargain with us. They didn't even really want to enslave us. They had no other motivation of uh, a negotiation with us. They simply wanted us to die. And I thought that was the coolest part of the movie. Had that movie been very realistic, we would have died. They would have won. And if I had written the script for that movie... I would not have departed into that silliness at Area 51 with the president and all the rest of it and the, the, the flying at the saucers. You know, I suppose they had to do that, right? So that we are victorious. But in reality, any technology that far advanced would have continued doing exactly what they were doing, blowing things to smithereens. I think that's probably the way I would have written that movie. Then again, theirs made hundreds of millions of dollars, and uh, so who can complain? East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello, Art Bell. Hello. Um, now, I hear you talking about Independence Day, and I've probably missed it, but you have seen Mars Attack or just heard of it? Um, only heard of it, sir. Yeah. Really disappointed myself. Really? Has the consensus from your callers been positive? Yes. Mm. I really wanted to see that movie, and I was so excited, but just boring. Really? Listen, out of a two-hour movie, yep. there's about maybe 25 minutes of real fun, clever stuff. But there's, like, whole scenes that just don't work, whole characters that 
just don't even belong there and don't mean anything to the plot. And well, it sure is doing well in the box office. I know. All right, one thing, though, sir. This March, yeah. I know you're past your predictions, but I'll give you one off the record. All right. I don't know the date, but in March, the movie Private Parts with Howard Stern comes out. It'll gross over $100 million. Well, now, see, that that's conjecture. Not that it will come out, but how much it will gross. It's a prediction, though. All right, well... Are fair you fair enough. Um, private parts when I haven't even seen Mars Attacks. Wow! But we're talking Howard Stern here. I mean, you do like Howard, right? Yeah, I do like Howard. All right. All right. All right. Have a nice year. All right. Take care. Uh, but there are very few movies uh, that I will go to see in the box office, and Howard's would not be at the top of my list. As he said, I haven't even seen Mars Attacks yet. Now, everybody I've talked to thought it was a riot. Yes, particularly my little town getting blown up. People in my town. Grump. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hello, Art Bell. Yes, sir. How are you tonight? Oh, just fine. Well, this is Joe from uh, Newburgh, Oregon. Yes, Joe. And I had a couple things maybe everybody would want to discuss and uh, want to know uh, what we uh, might call the first decade of the 21st century. Uh, the aughts or the zips or uh, the pre-teens. You're right. You know, We've got the 90s, that. the 80s, the 70s, 60s, 50s. What do you call the first decade? The aughts? That sounds awful. It does. It sounds awful to me. The zeros? That sounds the zeros. Bad. No, that's not good. <laughs> I had another one here. Uh, uh, should we celebrate uh, the new beginning of the 21st century on uh, um, December 31st, 1999, or uh, December 31st, the year 2000? I know. It's going to be a big fight about that. There is. Personally. And, uh, anyway, um, had a lot of rain up here. That's what I've heard. And uh, it's flooding all around me. Um, I'm doing well where I'm at, uh, but uh, I notice a lot of people are getting flooded out. Yeah. And it's been sad. Yes, a lot of people uh, will be up very late tonight wondering about the rivers. Uh, so we'll try and get reports as we can. With regard to 2000, for me, all right, not technically, but for me, I'm going to celebrate it when the calendar says 2-0-0-0. And that may not be technically correct, but I don't care. When it says 2-0-0-0, it is time to celebrate. Besides, who knows if I'll even make it to 2001. If I do, I'll celebrate again. Uh, first time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Hey, Art, it's Pat. Hello, Pat. I'm from Reading. Uh, near the Redding Ripple. Yes, I'm right by the Redding Ripple, and this is the first time I've ever got through to you, and I had to call you and tell you why you guys can't have more than one wife. Good. Why? Well, Jesus said, out of the hardness of their heart, Moses let them have more than one wife. But it wasn't so from the beginning, because in the beginning, remember, remember Adam only had one wife, 
And now you mm-hmm. guys, because you're not hard-hearted, you don't get more than one wife. <laughs> and what else? Oh, you know, I saw fire in the sky tonight, the first time. Really? And I didn't like it. I thought you, when the guys were on your, your program talking, it was much better. Well, that was the real thing. Fire in the Sky was the dramatic production. I know, and it wasn't that good. Well, it's a little like, I mean, when you hear it on my show with Travis Walton and company, you're hearing the real thing. Yeah. Real life. Yeah, no question it, about it. When, it when sounded seeing, reasonable. You know, it sounded real and true. Yeah, and that's it. right. It's like reading a book and then going to see a movie. It's never the same. I really enjoy talking to you because I hear you all the time. You do, huh? I do, but you've caused me many a sleepless night. Well, I have a lot of sleepless nights myself. Well, yeah, but you get paid for it. <laughs> That's right. All right, thank you hey, very much. Good talking to you. Take care. Well, there's plenty of... You no, know, see, I still don't get it. There's plenty of hard-hearted people out there now. More today, perhaps, than ever. I don't know that that precisely explains why... Why they were allowed then to have uh, multiple wives, but we are not now. Just exactly whose law is that anyway? Hmm? I think it's one of those very gray areas myself. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning, Art. This is Donald from KRV and Russell. How you doing? I'm just fine. Well, Art, I uh, hadn't heard you talk about it tonight, and I might have a little startling news for you. All right. Well, I was listening at the uh, Midnight News. We get the uh, CBS News. Yes, sir. And uh, what they were talking about was an asteroid belt that about 200 asteroids have broke out of. And they're talking about them being on trajectories, different trajectories, and possibly coming toward Earth. Hey, uh, listen, can you hold on through the news? Sure. We have uh, news coming up uh, yeah. here, here at the top of the hour. That's big news, so I need to hold you over, okay? Okay. Stay right there, please, and this is for the people in all the flooded-out areas. Moody River, more deadly than the Venus line. Moody River, your muddy water took my baby's life. Hey, Jenny, pass the sandbags. Last Saturday evening came to the old oak tree. It stands beside the river where you were to meet me. Asteroid update right after the news break. On the ground, your glove I found with a note addressed to me. It read, dear love, I've done you wrong now. I must set you free.
Radio Network presents Art Bell Somewhere in Time. Tonight's program originally aired January 1st, 1997. It's great to be here. I'm Art Bell, and we're doing anything you want to do all night long. Open line talk radio. Hey, Art, in addition to federal action taken to nullify the effect of medical marijuana initiatives, over the weekend, Clinton also proposed all teenagers seeking their first driver's license have got to pass a drug test in order to qualify for it. Clinton has instructed his minions to find a way to force this new policy on the 50 states. And, of course, they have a way to do that. You just hold up highway funds. That's the usual trick. East of the Rockies with asteroid news. You're back on the air. Now, let's get this straight. You said CBS. What, radio? Yeah, CBS radio. Uh, we took a break. Of course, we take a break every top of the hour, and this was at the midnight hour central time. Right. And they said some asteroids. Well, you repeat it. Okay, what they said was there's an asteroid belt out there. I don't know what, what the name of it was. They said the name of it, but some asteroids had broke off out of this belt yeah. and uh, were on different trajectories, and they were around about Jupiter right now. And some of these, they were saying, was a half a mile wide, and if impacted the Earth, would be the equivalent to a nuclear explosion. Oh, yes. Uh, did they suggest that any of them were on a trajectory for Earth? Well, they talked like it, but they didn't just... They said possibly, is what I heard. And I'm just wondering if any of the other really? callers out there had heard this. Uh, it wasn't on. We just went to CBS News a minute ago, and it wasn't on there. Well, you know, uh, in February, I believe it is, NBC is going to do a special called huh, Asteroid. Were you aware of that? Now, I wonder what the timing for this would be. I don't know. They were talking about them being in some kind of orbit right now. And they, like I said, they said they were around Jupiter. But also, uh, the people, I think, that discovered this, uh, these asteroids are the ones that discovered those asteroids that hit Jupiter. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, yes, indeed. All right, sir. Uh, very troubling. I'm going to see if I can get some confirmation of that, all right? All right. Hey, I sure do appreciate it. And, uh... One more thing, uh, during the break there was uh, a man called me here in town, he heard me on the radio with you, and he was, he was wanting to know when you was going to have that man on that was talking about uh, colloidal silver, I hadn't heard of that. But um, Well, we've done a number of shows on it, and okay. we will have somebody on again, uh, maybe Wayne Green, uh, who knows about that. Okay, but right. like I said, I just heard it at the 12 o'clock hour, and I hadn't heard nothing of it since. All right, we'll see if we can get confirmation. Anybody else hear that? Asteroids, some sort of collision, new orbits, new trajectories. Uh-oh. Anybody else hear anything? A rock-slash-mudslide has closed totally westbound Interstate 80 near the California-Nevada border. Westbound, Sacramento-bound I-80 is totally closed. One lane of the eastbound roadway is closed. One eastbound lane remains open. Caltrans officials at the site, one and a half miles east of the Nevada state line in Nevada, say mud rocks and trees are covering both westbound lanes. Boy, it's getting bad. For a distance of about a half mile. There's also two feet of water on the roadway. 
Caltrans workers are assisting the Nevada Department of Transportation. The cleanup estimated will take five to seven hours to complete. Estimated reopening for westbound I-80 is early tomorrow morning sometime. And Joyce, faxing from I don't know where, somebody called earlier and said, why, Art, can we only have one wife when even many of the religious icons of our past, closer to the time Christ walked on earth, had more than one wife? So why is there a rule today saying we can only have one? Joyce simply wrote, ask Ramona why. That's all right. And this art on plural marriage, about a third of Earth's believers accept it. Muslims, for example, as uh, ordained of God, as did the patriarchs of the Old Testament, under the limitations of the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights, prohibiting Congress from interfering with the free exercise of religion, and the Fourteenth Amendment, prohibiting states likewise, the recent Freedom of Religious Act, bigamy laws are void. Well, you know, since this has been broached, I think that this person is probably right. It is probably not constitutional to limit a person to one wife. And I, or, or ladies, to, for that matter, one husband. I'm trying to think of, of why it is legal or constitutional to do that, and I don't have a ready answer. Didn't then for the caller and don't now. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi, Art. I'm Robert, listening to you on KOH in uh, Fairfield, California. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, as far as your plural marriage question goes, <clears throat> um, I believe Congress made it illegal in the mid or late 1800s in order to deny Utah statehood. Was that it? Yes. Because of the Mormons? Correct. Correct. Um, a similar trick was used by the cotton industry to get cannabis made illegal, but I'm not aware of the time frame of that. Well, do you see any way that that is a constitutional law? Uh, not at all. Not at all. So, somebody could challenge it? Uh, yeah, that's, true. that's Some, true. Somebody, for example, arrested for bigamy could challenge it? Yeah. Uh, I would assume so. I mean, it is a federal law. It was used by Congress, like I said, too. It was used as a ploy. When the Mormon Church uh, denounced the, the uh, and quit using the system of plural marriage, it was within a couple of years after that that they were allowed statehood and uh, allowed to continue on with their religion. They were actually, uh, the reason why they were there, uh, and you might have somebody from Missouri check on this, but, uh, but I believe up until 1976 it was legal to shoot Mormons on sight in that state. They were actually chased. Really? Really? Yes. Gee, we didn't treat them very well at all, did we? Uh, well, you know, we did it to the Indians, we did it to the Mexicans, we did it to everybody else, so, you know, what's the difference? All right, well, I, I appreciate your input, sir, thank you. Thank you. Um, I still... It's a hard question to answer. It wasn't mine. Somebody called me up right first call. And I just didn't have an answer. I've never really understood this. I mean, you think about it a little bit. Why would it be constitutional to have a law that says that limits your freedom 
I, um, I, I don't, I really don't get that one. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi, Art. Steve from South Dakota. Hi, Steve. How was your New Year's? Uh, just excellent. Great. Um, I, uh, I want you to hear, hear sorry to hear me out on this. Um, re- remember I mentioned a while back, I think it was before Christmas, that I was into lunar work and I had ordered the maps from uh, the uh, USGS yes. on the moon. Yes. And I had received a map of Nye County, Nevada. Yes. The uh, lunar crater area, and you were teasing me about the glass structures and everything. Yeah. Well, uh, did you ever get it in the mail? No. I. Uh, however, however, yeah. uh, all of my mail... Uh, we opened mail for several hours today, and uh, we have several more days of several hours' work to go. Well, I, you know, sort of hope you get it. I thought that you might be interested in seeing it. But before I, you know, you know, uh, you know, sent this to you, uh, I got to thinking of of a little picture in my mind. You know, you are the king of you know talk radio, mm. and I am sort of you know like imagined you sitting on a throne. Mm. And you know, living in a you know like a you know Frank Lloyd glass concrete structure, <laughs> and then I thought of a, a, like a little moral to to the whole thing, and I thought to myself, people who live in glass houses should still thrones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my, no throne. I am not the king of anything. I just do a talk show. I have wondered, though, what it would be like to be a king. What do you think it would be like to be royalty? Didn't I mention that on the air the other day? I think I did. To be royalty. In other words, your entire self, your persona, what you are, what you will ever be, is what you were at birth. Royal blood. You're special. You're above all others. You're royalty. Blue blood. It's a concept most Americans uh, simply can't uh, grasp. And I really can't. Can you imagine that? From birth, you're special. People wait on you. You have man and woman servants Your every wish is their command. And you have done nothing to deserve this other than to be born in a certain lucky jackpot genetic way. I wonder what it's like. I bet they they really, they lead miserable lives, huh? Wouldn't that be your guess? First time caller line, you're on the air. Hello, yes, Art. Uh, This is Thomas from Colorado. Yes, sir. Yes. uh, I'm calling in regard to two or three things. uh, First of all, I sent you a a packet of information about uh, it had um, my new book in there. Yes. uh, The Coming of the Next Millennium. Oh, I've got it, yes. And, uh, yeah, I I wanted to let your listeners know that, uh, yeah, it's... uh, out on the market now and for eight ninety nine and they can call me at five No 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 can't uh, give out the number. Okay. If we have you on as a guest, uh-huh. uh we would allow you to do that. Uh, I see. But under normal circumstances, uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. 
Well, okay. uh, let me let me uh, go on then with uh, some of the things that I felt uh, very uh, was very neat uh, within your uh, the uh, predictions, and that is in 1997, uh, someone uh, called in saying that New York was thought to be bombed, and, and I have also have those same feelings. Uh, uh, I looked, I got my information from the Bible, in fact, in, in uh, Psalms. It, if you uh, coincide the yearly events due to uh, some of the things that go on, uh, I feel very strongly, uh, and uh, yeah, it was the '96th caller, in fact, which is this year '96. That's right. So, so they all line up. Uh, all right. Well, uh, uh, very interesting. I, I will review your materials, and uh, you never know, uh, you might be guest material. If you were a terrorist, what target would you go after? Unfortunately, we are now in the era of terrorism, and we are going to be hit. We have been hit, and we will be hit again. Uh, the question is, what would you hit uh, for maximum terror? That's what you're trying to create when terrorism, by its very nature, uh, tries to scare people. And there are many, many, many targets of opportunity in the U.S. New York City? Washington, D.C., what manner of bomb would you use? Well, short of a nuclear device, uh, frankly, uh, I would think, uh, and I'm sorry to say, and I, I'm not giving anybody any ideas, but uh, a biological thing would be much worse, much more effective in a crowded metropolitan area. There is no question about that. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. 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 How you doing? I'm doing. Who is this, Art Bell? I'm the only one here, sir. Okay, I'm... It's got to be me. I'm calling in regards to the... Turn your radio off, please. That's number one. I'm calling in regards to so many people, uh, so many people having more than one wife. Yes. The reason for that is it was going back as far as the bankers. What happened was there was a lot of people, a lot of men had a whole bunch of wives and everything else, and they were going out and they were buying their houses individually and everything else and they could afford. What happened was they went out and they sent their wife out, and their wife brought the money back and everything else, and they bought number one house. They sent another wife out, and they had several different families and everything else, and all the houses were completely paid for. Well, the bankers did not like that. So the bankers put a stop to it, and they said you can only have one wife because they want So you're trying to tell us the bankers are what limit us to one wife? Yes, it's in the books. That's it is in the books. Absolutely horrible. Yes, it's what in the books. What right do the bankers have to they abridge our, us, our constitutional rights? They, are, they wanted us in debt for the rest of our life, and that's what they did. They put us in slavery. And that is in what, the what I What I don't it's understand... truth. Yeah, what I don't understand is... Uh, how did multiple wives help pay off houses? 
I well, mean, because see, if I was married, if I had five wives, they could, I could have five different families, and yeah. each of the wives would go out there and purchase a house, and we could, uh, I could turn around and have each of the wives turn around and pay for this in cash. Yeah, but you were required, particularly then as opposed to now, to be the breadwinner. You know, pay off the mortgage. But I could send my wives out and do it. And that's that's what they were doing. They were sending their wives out to work and everything else, and the man was staying home. It just doesn't make sense. That's I mean, the those, way it those, is. Yeah, but those, the those were the days when wives didn't work, though. It's in the history books. All right, all right. All right, thank you. Uh, so the bankers, huh? Well, we've heard it all now. The bankers. That one doesn't make sense. I'm not saying it's not true. It just doesn't make sense. There might have been a dowry, I suppose. Uh, but uh, under most circumstances, uh, wives didn't work, and you'd have several mortgages to pay off. So, from the banker's point of view, you would think they'd like it. Unless there were too many defaults. Because poor Harry's trying to pay off four mortgages. <laughs> Wildcard line, you're on the air. Hi. Good evening, Art. This is Michael in Los Angeles. Hello, Michael. I have an answer for you about how the uh, polygamy law can be constitutional. How? Well, the uh, Supreme Court interprets these issues, and suppose that you and I belong to a religion, and this religion insisted that we consume pounds of cocaine. We'd say, oh, it's our religious right to consume all of this cocaine. The uh, Supreme Court applies a rule called the specific intent rule. They look at a law and they say, is the specific intent of this law to abridge your religious freedom? Uh, in the case, uh, there was a case in Florida called the Smith case. Uh, county specifically made a law that you could not uh, uh, murder chickens as part of these religious ceremonies. The Supreme Court said that law is unconstitutional because the specific intent of the law was to prohibit this religious behavior. But in other laws, say the law against um, uh, drugs in general, that that law is not unconstitutional with respect to... Wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's just remove the entire religious argument from this mm -hmm. for a second uh, and say that a man wants to have two wives. Mm -hmm. For him, that's happiness. That's what he wants. Uh, why, under the general tenets of freedom covered by many uh, portions of the Bill of Rights, doesn't he have the right or shouldn't he have the right to have several wives? Oh, I, I don't know the answer, honestly, on that count. But I, well, that, all right, but that, that, that is what we're trying to find out. I appreciate your call and your stab at it. And insofar as you said uh, what you said, I'm sure you're correct. We'll be right back.
listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from January 1st, 1997. Two interesting faxes here. One saying they finally have determined the frequency of the transmission from Hail Mary, accompanying Hail Bob, and the frequency is 940 on the AM band. Wonder what that could mean. Oh well, discard these until we can find out what they really mean. And uh, and that particularly is being heard most strongly in the Central California area. But I'm sure it means nothing. And this art, the only reason for college football, especially the bowl games, is to figure out which individuals are going to end up in the NFL. <laughs> It's a great preview of upcoming uh, stars in the NFL. It's fun to try and guess who's going to make the next step to the next level. Okay. And east of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. Great. Uh, I'm down here in uh, Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you a question, please, sir. All right. Were you on the air Monday night? Monday night. Why, yes, I was. Were you? Yes. Uh, do you happen to remember what your show was about? Uh, predictions. Okay. We were doing predictions for 1997. Why? Well, I was up a little late that night. I'm not usually up that late, and I stayed up late tonight. I can just barely get your show. I'm uh, I'm in Shreveport, Louisiana. I don't okay. know if you have any stations that are any better than 810. I, that's in Chicago, and I don't have any extra antenna on my little radio. I can barely hear you. Okay. So um, is, are there any stations that I could get you any better here? Well, um, are you anywhere near Monroe, Baton Rouge, or New Orleans? No, I'm in a dry pocket. About I would, 150 I, miles from Monroe. All right. I, I would say try 1200 on the dial, which is uh, the mighty San Antonio, W-O-A-I. Oh, I'm familiar with it. What time do you... Uh, is that uh, live? Well, sure. Really? Yes. Okay, great. I can get that every now and then. If all right. the atmospheric conditions are good. Well, you need a good radio. I sure do. Listen, uh, that madman Markham, that was unbelievable last night. Oh, yes. Well, um, honey, don't goad this guy to jump through the hoop. I'm not goading him. I know this you're guy. Not. Now you've got to remember, this guy is intent on doing this. I mean, he got tossed in jail, I right? Know and it. still, he's intent on I doing this. So I'm not it. goading him. I know you're not goading him, but he sounded so pathetic last night <laughs> <laughs> when you told him. Uh, I guess that was transcribed. I mean, was that recorded last That was recorded, yes. Okay, so when you said, well, this could be a real obituary for you. It could or, be. It I, could be. I but but look here. It. Look here. Look. Here's how to think of this. All right? Okay. I've reasoned it through. Okay. And You uh, think he's going to do it regardless. Yeah, I do. But, I mean, people die. They walk in front of 18-wheelers, smush, they're gone. They get diseases, they slowly deteriorate, and they go that way. There's lots of... Everybody's going to go one time or another, right? Time of glory. And, you know, if that's his thing and his way, and it's really not 
suicide because he thinks he may go somewhere else. Then, well, could I intercede here a little bit? With you, you your can try. And, and brilliance and good thinking here. Um, is there any way that uh, this man could be put in school and and uh, maybe further educated? He said he had gone two years, uh, I think, to some college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Could we uh, all get together and get this man an education, and maybe he could actually do something with this, this uh, the fact that he but likes ma'am, to... maybe he will. I mean, what if... Look, I, I tend not to look down my nose on, on people doing... It's like Spaceship Out. He's building a, a saucer. Right. Uh, that's his thing, and I... I think he should be commended for it. Same thing with Madman. You never know. What if Madman opens a portal to somewhere else? Huh? Then what will you be saying? Well, then you'll be saying, what a genius. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll never know if he vaporizes where he is. Well, we'll know because we'll be sweeping up, you know... Little scraps of paper. That's right. Um, uh, listen, thank you very much for the call. That's all I can say. He's bound and determined to go ahead. He's got a new warehouse. He had to move the whole thing to a new warehouse. Then he needed uh, gigantic generators to generate the 3 million volts he's going to use. And he's got them. That's the last word I've got. He's got them. And they're all going in place. So we're getting close to zero hour for uh, Madman Markham. And when I get the call, you know I'm gone. So if one night I'm not here and they're, they're announcing I'm on my way to Missouri... You'll know. Wildcard line, you're on the air. Hi. Yeah, this must be a real miracle. Uh, well, uh, there are miracles, sir. I dialed the number one time and it started ringing. These, th- well, there you are. It's never done that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, anyway, um, all right. I kind of wondered, um, when can we start this quickening or awakening of all the listeners? Uh, sir, you can wake up anytime you want. Okay. Well, I'm awake, but uh, anyway, um, well, let's see. I have a a uh, text here that explains history in our solar system. You do, huh? Which might be nice to know before this thing traveling behind Hellbop gets here. Um, if I had your fax number, I could fax you an outline. Uh, I'll send you my fax number. You want it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, area code 702. Okay. 727. Okay. 8499. Okay. It'll a three-page uh, three maximum. If you send more than that, it will not well, print out, and I will never see it. Okay, I'll just send you two pages. All right. Yeah, it'll be called the About and Text. All right, sir. Thanks. I'll look forward to it. You know, some of you out in Central California, you might check uh, 940. Uh, the uh, the facts here says the rumor is that uh, that's where uh, the companion is transmitting at the moment on, on 940. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, Happy New Year, Art. Hello. Yeah, um, since you're talking about um, multiple lives on your station, um, I got one another suggestion for... Well, sir, first thing you got to do is turn your radio off. Okay. Okay. We'll hold on while you do that. All the, right. The uh, eternal, everlasting instruction, turn off your radio. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I don't... Nevada legalize um, ladies um, 
being topless in society since they um, legalized gambling. Oh, yeah. Um, topless bars yeah. and brothels. Yeah. And another thing is... Um, with some some counties in, in Nevada. Yeah, and another thing is... Um, I don't uh, cement masons and bricklayers contribute to the floods at the Truckee River and build portable walls to um, replace the uh, um, sacks being used. Well, uh, it wouldn't be a problem if you had multiple wives because you'd send them down there and they would all of them would sandbag together. <laughs> Your home would be cool. All right, thank you. Uh, first time caller line, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, this is a, ca a call from Houston. Well, hello, Houston. And I need to ask you something. Okay. Uh, you, you know, all the talk about Hale Bop. Yes. And I've heard you mention, and several other people mention, that Mr. Hale has said this and this and this, or he has thus and so on his, on his website. Yes. Has anyone talked with Mr. Bop? No. Um, Is he that the silent partner? Bob has been extremely quiet throughout all of this. I thought that was very strange that Mr. Bob would not open his mouth. Uh, you would certainly think by now Mr. Bob would have made some kind of statement to the press, yes. I just found that kind of strange. I do, too. I, I have mean, another weird observation for you. I'm good this, at weird This, dear lady, is the home of weird observations. <laughs> Go right ahead. Uh, probably no one but me has noticed this, but I've noticed in the last two years all the new car models that are coming out, not all of them, but a goodly portion of them, have headlights very similar to the shape of the eyes of the greys. Of, of what? Of the greys. Of the greys? Have you noticed the shape of the headlamps? The outline of the headlamps on the, head, on, on the new cars? Now that you mention it. They're kind of, not really, but they have that uh, almond, uh, sort of an almond... Yeah. shape of the eyes that you see on the pictures of the greys. It's true. It's true. And before long, uh, we'll probably have a vehicle that looks just almost exactly like a gray coming at you. <laughs> I don't think it's any better than the Etzel, though. Oh, no, 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 no way. But All I just right. thought they are just getting us used to seeing that, that, that shape. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Good night. Uh, good night. Take care. <laughs> Talk about an insidious, slowly boiling frog, huh? As our cars slowly morph into an image of the greys. <laughs> East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Is this Mr. Bell? Yeah, I'm the only one here, sir. Um, at the risk of being uh, nauseatingly repetitive, turn your radio off, please. All right. Yeah, I was just listening to a show, but uh, yeah. it must not be tonight's show. Yes, it is. There's it a is? there's a delay. Oh, it is. Yes, yes. Oh, Mom, I'm Brian. I'm just calling from Lincoln, Nebraska. I was just calling to say you got a great show, and it's delivered nothing but unturned stones and undiscovered doors. And just want to say props for 315. All right. Well, thank you very much. 315 affiliates now. Yeah. A lot of uh, unturned stones and unopened doors and questions. We probably generate more questions than we do answers. But that's kind of the way life is. There are uh, ready answers for very few things, including, by the way, why we can only have one wife. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. 
Good morning. Yes, sir. Where are you? Oh, Fair to Midland. This is Tim down in southeast Texas. Fair to Midland, Texas, huh? <laughs> All right. Close enough. Yes, sir. Uh, sometime back you were speaking about some volcanic activity in Iceland. Oh, yes. And I never heard any follow-up on it. Well, what happened is a volcano, sir, went off, uh, went off uh, literally underneath an ice flow, blew a hole through 200 meters of ice, and began to melt the uh, uh, the ice. And now they're having uh, severe flooding problems. I talked to a man in Iceland uh, the other morning. He was telling us about it. Yes, sir. Uh, been about a month or so. You were talking about some volcanic activity. I didn't catch all of it. I think in the Caribbean. Uh, Montserrat, Montserrat is uh, on red alert, getting ready to blow in the Caribbean. There is, in addition, a new Hawaiian island about to be formed. It'll take some time, actually, but there's an underground volcano doing that. Well, so there's a lot going Pacific, on. I'm, I'm not too worried about, but has anybody done any study about a tsunami in the Caribbean or in the Gulf? Well, tsunamis anywhere are bad news, sir. Yes, but if the volcano blows out, that could be the cause of it. And yeah, if it really, I live on the coast, if it really, I'm a little bit worried about it. Yeah, if it really blew, uh, there's no question about it. It could really cause some trouble, sure. I'm rather intrigued at the prospect of a new Hawaiian island. With the price of real estate in Hawaii the way it is, we ought to be down there with uh, some sort of uh, a nuclear charge trying to encourage that thing along. I mean, consider the worth of a new Hawaiian island. By the way, if there is a new Hawaiian island, is it automatically part of Hawaii? Or would it be up for grabs? I wonder if anybody's thought about that. In other words, when this thing breaks water, uh, what if some other country comes along and slams a flag down? Who's to say it automatically belongs to Hawaii and is part of the U.S.? Who's to say? As far as I know, the only islands are those we already know about that constitute Hawaii, which, in fact, is a state of this U.S., uh, of this uh, uh, United States. But if there's a new island... West, it's like the question about wives. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Art. Yes, sir. Hi. Uh, I have a question about one of the Clinton aides. Uh, she was a lady that was supposedly keeping track of the Gulf War. Um, it turned up that a bunch of the pages were missing. And oh, yes. She has subsequently turned up missing. Have you heard anything about her? Not a word. I did hear about the missing texts, uh, uh, records. Exactly, and she's the only one that was in charge of keeping track of that. She's also mysteriously vanished. Now, that I have not heard. Where? What is your source for that? Uh, sounds pretty bad, but uh, G. Gordon Liddy. G. Gordon Liddy. Well, that's all right. <laughs> G. Gordon might be a source. Yeah, and uh, he's actually been looking for her, and I haven't been able to get through to him to find out if he's had any new information. Um, but apparently she cannot be found anywhere. Intriguing. Another one of Clinton's inner circle that uh, we might find bones before anything else. Mm. Hey, have you checked your email lately? I sent you uh, I sent you an email about 
20 minutes ago. No, not that recently. Okay. It's on Barry McCaffrey's uh, position that he said about the new marijuana laws for medicinal marijuana in Arizona and California. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. He said that uh, the voters were asleep at the switch, um, that they didn't know what they were voting. What an arrogant can you believe bunch of BS. I mean, how can they suggest... That, in other words, something is passed by the people of this country. It pa in Arizona, and, and it passed they, by 65%. Yeah, and they're saying the people were asleep at the switch simply because they don't agree <laughs> with what the voters have done. That is the most arrogant piece of BS I've ever heard. It's incredible. Clinton is now saying that they're going to put the doctors in jail for prescribing oh, I it. Uh, well, I know. Remove their licenses as well. It's amazing. These guys can. There's 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 other drugs in that uh, classification, that category that can be dis, that can be prescribed by the doctors. They just choose for that certain drug not to be able to be allowed. Yeah, I think they've lost their minds back there. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. All right, thank Thanks you. Thanks again what, for your time, Mark. Right. What happens is a government juggernaut gets going in a certain direction, and they don't know how to turn around. Uh, with regard to um, the drug war. They don't know how to change what they've already said. They can't say marijuana is a dangerous, terrible drug on the one hand, and show frying pan with drug on, your brain on drugs and all the rest of it, and claim for this amount of time how awful it is, and then go in any other direction without appearing to be hypocritical. So anything that would uh, pop along, like uh, Arizona and California's uh, voter initiatives, well, they would have to claim that the people were just crazy. Didn't know what they were doing. Asleep at the switch, the caller said. Arrogant BS. Maybe they were asleep at the switch when they elected the people that are back there issuing this crap. <laughs> Think about that, guys. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Well, hello, Art. Hello. You spooked me. I'm not used to have people to, like, you actually answering. I know. Um, hi, my name's Dave. I'm calling from Cape Girardeau, Missouri, the always lovely hometown of Rush Limbaugh, although it I'm not proud of it. Why not? You don't like Rush? Um, actually, no. That's just not my politics. I see. Um, about what the last caller said, I think, I think it's about time the government realizes the drug war ended a long time ago, and I think we lost. Well, I, you know, I don't, we are losing, but I, I, I don't fully agree with that. In other words... I draw a line between marijuana and what comes beyond it. And I think the most intelligent thing we could do right now, since we're not going to get a change elsewhere, is to begin to tell the truth about marijuana and begin to have the law reflect the relative danger of marijuana. Well, that's true. There is a certain danger to it, but it is a lot less dangerous than a lot of the other drugs out there. Yes, it is. Um, now, I wish I'd been able to get through to you on last Friday or Monday to get in a prediction. Did, it, did you, do you recall if anybody got in any predictions related, related to the Internet? Hmm. Not specifically. What would, you, what would yours be? Uh, my prediction is that what with all the commercialization and the privatization of the Internet, sometime in 1997, it's just going to collapse under its own weight. Oh, I don't think so, because it's growing. More bandwidth becoming available all the time. But I'm going to make my prediction. I predict the government wants control of the Internet, and the way they will try and get it, this is one conspiratorial prediction for you, the way they're going to try to get it 
is by allowing the release of some sort of classified data that will appear on the Internet. There will then be a national security reason to gain control over and regulate the Internet. Anybody out there want to bet that's how it comes down? That is my prediction for 1997. We'll be right back. presents Art Bell Somewhere in Time. Tonight's program originally aired January 1st, 1997. It is a little scary to consider that all it would take to really end the world would be one man with enough money, say derived from oil, and the scientific resources to develop something that would kill massively when released. You know we have it. I'm sure the Russians have it, the Chinese may have it, and perhaps Saddam has it. Just a thought. All right, east of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. Hello. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm all right. That's good to hear. How are you? I'm pretty good. All right, what's on your mind? Well, basically just that our time is going to end around the year 2000. Oh, darn. I know you hate to hear it. I do. I hate to say it. How's it going to end? Well, it's going to end miserably. But, really? You know, that's just the way it is. Well, I mean, what's going to happen? Well, we're... Two-thirds of the world is going to die miserably. From what? From fire in the sky. Really? Yeah. You're right. I wouldn't like that. No, I, I don't like it either, but sky. that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. So uh, how do you plan to spend these next few precious years before the sky gets... Well, in the, the middle of the United States... In the middle United States? Well, sure. I'm, I'm going to stay on the third that's going to survive. What makes you th so sure the middle United States is going to survive at all? Oh, well, uh, geez, I'm sorry. I just assumed that. Well, huh. That's just the you've way seen it, people, uh, you've, seen, you've seen people delineate out assumed on the blackboard, right? Well, sure. Well, the whole sure. thing could crack right down the middle, and you could fall in like a squished bug. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. I know I am, sir. I thank you for the call. Think about it. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hello. Turn your radio off, please. I will. All right. Will. Waiting for that to get off. Is that better? Oh, that's better. 
Okay, Art, uh, I need to know, when you were speaking in terms of Hellbop yes. and the companion, yes. sending messages yes. on a different frequency, 940. and something about 9.40 a.m., I tuned in just then. Yeah. Can you tell me, please, just one more time, what this means? Well, uh, what are you hearing? I'm hearing that they're going to give us a message tomorrow morning. And, uh, well, I mean, what are you hearing on the radio? I mean, that's all they're saying? We will give you a message tomorrow morning? Well, Art, I woke up, I tuned you in. Yes. You're my everything. <laughs> and uh, this is what I heard, something about Hale, Bob, and the Companion. And then we went on to uh, uh, hear about Nikola Tesla's. Uh, Nikola, yeah, somebody called yeah, by right. Nikola Tell Tesla. Me about that mm-hmm. and about water's effect on land mass. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, yes. By the way, I'm calling from Reading. I see. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of it all, aren't Don't you? Don't you love it? <laughs> well, I'm glad you've got a sense of humor about it. I you do. guys are about to wash away, aren't you? I am about to wash away. I'm alone. I'm here. The lights keep going on and off. And finally, I found my way from my hospital bed hospital bed art to find some uh, swamp sticks and light them and light my candles. There was one damn match in the house. I see. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, you've got a radio working. Oh, yes, I do right now. It came back on. Yes, and you're, you're able to hear 940, right? Yes. Yeah, and it's uh, it's got what? It's got a very strange countdown going on, doesn't it? Yes. Uh-huh. And, and I believe that... Uh, now, I, I would be the Someone's last... Someone's coming to visit. Guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> Guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> I love you so much. I really do. All right, my dear. Thank you very much for the call, and hang loose in Reading. <laughs> there are some things just too good not to take advantage of. Wild card line, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Art, how are you doing? I'm this is doing that it. genetically submutated human star being abandoned for being non-usable to the ETs, at least as far as I've been told. Tony from Las Vegas. Well, I'd have said that to you, Tony, if you'd just asked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it looks like my prediction is coming true about uh, the uh, meteor shower and it being broadcast first. Well, you know what? This thing about the uh, asteroids, uh-huh. it is true. Well, and I told you the other. I'm, I'm, mine's number twenty-eight. And and already your prediction is seeming it's already true. Seeming well. Well, it's not true, but it, it might come true. Yeah. I think it is going to come true. I, I would frankly. say the odds have gone up. Yeah, and also uh, a couple weeks ago you had somebody call and talk about <clears throat> supposed uh, gyros, weight-tossing gyros. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think I know where the, I could lend some credence to that. Uh, do you, you know how a gyro is circular or elliptical? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. I think what he was talking about was uh, oval gyros that throw the weight. Uh, uh, kind of uh, like, you know, when you see a, a description in a science program of how a bird flies? Right. It shows the wings going in oval direction. Right. Okay. The, these are oval gyros. They throw the weight in a, instead of centralizing the weight in all equally different directions, it throws it in one direction, huh. and thereby it, it can counter gravity. Well. It's the most inexpensive anti-gravity. 
Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, what are its uses? I mean, for example, could you put it in my GeoMetro? Well, you could put it in that guy's UFO that he, that's, uh, where is he in? Well, if you could put it in Al's UFO, you could put a spaceship out, you could put it in my Geo. Right. Well, you, well, I don't know about your Geo, because it's already equipped, but... Yeah, but, I mean, you pull the engine. That's true, but it's, it's still, you, you'd have to, you know, you'd have to retrofit it, and it wouldn't be easy. I, I'm willing to try. I mean, if you've got something that'll work. Hey, if you want to uh, read that prediction 28 back over, it'll verify what... It's too late, sir. It's sealed in the vault. Okay, well, right. I was the first one. All right, thank you. Uh, it is true. There are uh, uh, there There's a whole bunch of um, asteroids out there. I'll tell you more about that. I read that last hour. And uh, apparently they've... Uh, they have changed uh, their orbits. Some scientists are saying may be on uh, Earth-crossing orbits. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to hit Earth. It means if the Earth is in the wrong place at the right time, it could happen. You know, NBC's got a new movie called Asteroid. It's coming out in February. I'm getting a little sick of uh, life imitating art. How about the rest of you? West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hello. Hello. This is Odell. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, turn your radio off, please. Okay. Um, this is Dennis from Hemet, California. Okay, well, we've got to leave the line because you didn't turn off your uh, radio. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Art. Hello. You can turn me off all you want, but I'm still here. Well, uh, that's that's true of me too. I mean, people turn me off all the time, but I'm still here. Right. Um, so we're back where we began. Oh, you were you called already, didn't you? Yes, I you're, did. You're right. You're off. You're out of here. Goodbye. Uh, you may be still talking, but we're not hearing you. You see, first time caller line. You're on the air. Yes, uh, Art. This is William. Um, I was calling in regards to all the flooding in California. Yes, sir. Uh, and also uh, a prediction that Michael Scallion had put over the air just about uh, in New Year's. Yes. Uh, he had a program that he had done, and he was talking about the flooding in Washington and Oregon and also in uh, California. Yes. And I, I kind of think this might be uh, kind of falling into that format, kind of a preliminary of what that may be coming to, coming together there. Hmm. Well, it could be. You're saying it may be one of his predictions coming true. Uh, very much so, yeah. Okay. With Hellbop coming around again like it's supposed to, it could be like a preliminary coming in into it or leading up to it. Well, could be. So that, that's basically all I had to say about it. All right, basically, thank you and have a good morning. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning, Art. Hi. King Arthur, well, how are we at the knights of our round table? Well, I am no king. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'd like to say I'm, my name is Val, and I'm calling from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yes. And I'm hearing you on 1500 KSTP in St. Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Do the wild thing. It's 702-727-1295. That's Hi. all right. I had to eliminate it. You hit touch tones, and we knock them out, sir. Yeah, I know. I just pressed the button by accident. Okay, don't do that. Okay, um... Uh, the question I want to ask you, is there a radio station in my area of Winnipeg, Manitoba, that carries the whole program instead of, like, St. Paul goes to 5.30 in the morning, and that's all. They don't go to 6 o'clock. 
You know, um, I really can't answer that offhand. Uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, I, I, I just I can't answer that right now. Okay. I, I think there may be something up there, but I'm not sure what. Okay, because like um, I, I'd just like to to hear the whole program. Like I hear it on Friday night, Saturday morning, the whole program. But um, huh. I'm wondering uh, now. I I'm, I could make a prediction, but I know we have passed the prediction dates. But I hope and predict that in March, between March and June, you'll have a shortwave station that I can hear the whole program on. Anyways, um, I hope so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on that. No? Uh, and there are a number of reasons for that. We were moving toward the idea of going on shortwave. But frankly, technology has moved on, sir. And to get coverage in foreign lands, there are better ways to go about it. Okay. And we're moving toward that direction. Yes. Uh, you know, that's by satellite and direct satellite distribution and all that sort of thing. It's a more effective way of doing what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the third question is, when are you going to have a station come uh, to, to carry? Uh, will there be a local station in the future in Winnipeg, Manitoba, to carry your entire program? Well, I'll tell you what you do. Okay. You, you, you figure out a good talk station. Pick one in, in uh, uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba area and call them up and request them to call our network. Mm-hmm. That's the way to get that done, and I will be glad to give you that phone number. Would you like it? Yes, please. It's area code 541-664-8829. Yes. yes. And you want to ask for somebody in the Affiliate Relations Department. Okay. Okay. Five one four. Is that five? No, 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 no. Five four one. Five four one. You dyslexic thing, you. Five four one six six four eight 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 two nine. Yes. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. You bet. Take care. And that's the way to get that done. Uh, wild card line. You're on the air. Hi. Hey, Kim. That's in California. Oh, here she is. Oh, here I am. How come you always say that? It's like you're going to explode or something. Well, I, I don't know. It's always end. it's always just... Um... Oh, my God. What's next? Yeah. Oh. You know, I really can't believe that you're actually a football fan because, you know, there's no explosions in football. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Explosions of human flesh. Have oh, you no. never seen somebody, a receiver... Running down, a receiver jumping into the air when there are two defenders about to crash into him and turn him into a human sandwich. That's yeah, an explosion. Trust me. At the tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm tired of talking about? What? U.S. government cover-ups. Oh yeah, but they ne- they never end. Council for Relations, Trilaterals Commission, yep. World Trade Organization, yep. liberals being the root of all evil. Yep. You know, I'm just like, oh, my God. Let's talk about something else. Did you? Sh- I'll tell you a secret. Oh, okay. Did you know that I was just made a charter member of the Trilateral Commission? Oh, wow. So now we have somebody on our side who can, like, tell us all the secret things that they're doing to brainwash. And you know, you know how I got it? How? They saw my appearance on Dark Skies where I, I played <laughs> William Paley, and they liked it so much they invited me. Wow, and of course you joined. Of course. Of course. Well, you don't think I want to help rule the world? Come on. Give me uh-huh. a break. Yeah. I get to hobnob with Peter Jennings and people like that. 
deciding the fate all of the world. Us, the little guy, huh? <laughs> and they're going to do things to brainwash us and get our money from us and overtax us. In other words, it'll be business as usual. Uh huh. Yep. Hey, you know, if men can have more than one wife, or you know, possibly, how, I want women to have more than one husband. Oh well, it would uh, it would be in this day of equal rights a uh, uh, given. That's right. I'd send all mine out to work. Uh, uh, in other words, you want more than a two-income family. That's right. I'd be like having a four-income family. You know, and we'd have lots of dependents, I'm sure. You know, actually, as it is, women outlive men. They inherit men's money, and most of the money is in the hands, and real estate is in the hands of women. Did you know that? No, I didn't, but you know, well, see, actually, listen, that's a secret. You're not supposed to tell anybody. Uh, well, it's no big secret to me. I mean, you can see... Well, I know, but, you know, we try not to talk about it because we like to let our men think that they're in charge. Yeah, well, I know. Okay? I know. So let's not talk about that anymore. Very sad, actually. Yeah, well, okay, just so long as you know who's really wearing the pants in the world. Yeah, all right, thanks. I, I have known that for a long time. You can see it. Women giving each other a knowing nod, a little smile at the corner of the mouth... A quick wink of the eye when when they don't think men are watching. Oh, no. I know. I know. I know. And they know that I know. It's actually very dangerous for me. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, this is uh, Frank from Missouri. All right, Frank from Missouri. Turn your radio off. Okay. It's off. Good for you. Yeah, I was calling a uh, couple, three things there tonight. Um, one, you'd had Joyce Riley on there here a while back. That's correct. And um, she had been talking about that Title 50 and the U.S. Code annotated. That's right. And yeah. and so we uh, we dug it up and put it on the web page so everybody could see it. Yeah, we were able to get it off your web page, but we did a little further research on it, tried to get a hold of some of the uh, universities that teach law. Yes. And they have... Uh, Put a block in there where you can't get that anymore. Well, uh, it can't be very blocked. Maybe it's blocked now, but I'll tell you something. Well, uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't earlier when you first mentioned it. I know it, enough. It is now it was at Cornell. Yeah. And yeah. there were enough people who got it, so it's well known. Yeah. Well, um, the other thing I was going to mention, you were talking about the multiple wives thing there earlier. Yes. And um, they had. Uh, uh, the reason that law came into effect in, in the United States was because of the Mormons. Uh, back in the 1800s, when they first started up, they were taking multiple wives, and, and until that time, there was well, not a nobody law. Nobody seems to really have it straight, because yeah. uh, some other guy called and said, no, it's banks. Nah. It, it was, it, the reason it came into effect was because they wanted to have some kind of a legal hold over the Mormons, and uh, that's when it first came into effect in the United States. Listen, since I'm joining the Trilateral Commission, what do, you, what do you think that I should push for? Oh, well, probably have the U.N. go ahead and just, you know, let their soldiers out of those bases around the United States now. They've been cooped up for all this time. You know, they need to get out and stretch a little bit. More R&R time for... Yeah, get out and let, you know, get some... Get some able to see some of the country. They've been cooped up on all those bases for so long. You know they need to get out. And, so let's see a few of those blue helmets out, out out in the cities. Sure. Yeah. All right. Sounds like a, a good mission to me. Thank you. I'll bring it up in the next meet. Call us toll free at one eight hundred six one eight eight two five five. Robert, uh, you've made the first mistake. You can't use your last name on the air. That is not so, my last name. This is just 
uh, a different name. Well, I, I, I can't put it on there anyway. Just give me a first name, Robert. 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 All right. Um, I've been working and studying the uh, the design of a, an alien craft. Cool. And I've understood it, and I'm understanding the the communications that they're sending. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait, who's sending? Well, the. Um, Are you talking about the signal on nine forty? Yes, Hellbot. I see. Um, the way that their communication is is by static electricity charges. Really. That way, it's... You mean, it's like an alien's got to go scuffing across a, a floor with a rug on it and then touch something to go for, well, further? Uh, no. That's, that's primitive, man. Uh, listen, do you want to hold on during the break here? Sure. You do? All right. Maybe we can straighten this out. I mean, you see a little gray just shuffling across the rug and touching the go bar, getting a shock, and then going. We'll be back. Bell somewhere in time. Tonight featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from January 1st, 1997. Once again, here I am, top of the morning, everybody. It's great to be here. You know, um, let me tell you. I got a telescope for Christmas, and I have been salivating to use this telescope, and since Christmas... I have not had one, I mean, here I am in the desert, prime viewing country, and I have not had one day of clear skies with which to try and view even the moon. It's really depressing. I go out every few hours and I look at the sky and it's totally cloudy out there. Totally, totally cloudy. So, uh, it's depressing. It was a plan. You'd think somebody who could get into the Trilateral Commission could get a clear night, but no. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Good morning, Art. How's the wifey? Uh, how's, how's what? How's your wife? Uh, my wife is uh, uh, much better, thank you. Good. Uh, you had this Mr. Hoagland on, and I courteously ask, would you give the radio audience the history? How did you ever meet this fine man? How did I meet Richard Hoagland? Uh, you know what? I don't. I think a listener. I believe that a listener uh, said, "You have got to interview this guy." 
And this has been, what, ten years ago, five years ago? Uh, oh, good five years at least, sure. Okay. Um, I wanted to bring one last thing up, very important, about these so-called carved-in-wood maps. Uh, at least two of them have, at the upper end of the Nile, unbelievably carved an onk and the word Kelowna. But, very importantly, in having taken very excellent... What is Kelowna? Wait, 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 wait. What does Kelowna mean? I'm going to get to that. Good. Thank you for asking the question. You're welcome. Um, ha they have great photographers. By the way, these museums all over the world, they must get more funding. They've got fine people working on them. I'm sure they do. What is Kelowna mean? Okay. The photographers taking real good photos have shown that there's a O and an N before the C or the K. In other words, Onkolonat, which is a ancient Finno-Uralic-Ugric word, can be interpreted as channeling, canyon, the Onk. Very interesting. There's a lot more to be found. Huh. Yeah, huh, right. And um, if these so-called carved-in-wood maps actually come from very ancient times, you know that our numbering system was first found in caves in the Indus Valley in India, okay. about 600 before Christ. However, for some reason or other, at least one of these has carved the number... Three, two, three. Now, that is the time of Ptolemy in Egypt. All right, sir, we're going to have to leave it there and uh, get the next episode in the next call. Hmm. Here, I thought it meant something else. First time caller line, you're on the air. Uh, Art, this is uh, David from Kentucky. Yes, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I love your show, man. Thank you. Uh, what was the guy talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think he knows, but I, I don't know. Well, I got, I got, uh, I've got one question for you. I want to know what's your IQ. <laughs> um, I well, it's uh, what do you think it is? Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, you're you're very very intelligent uh, person. So, warmer. I guess the last time you probably checked it was when high, higher than the average room temperature. <laughs> and what's the meaning of life? <laughs> uh. Actually, um, I do know the answer to that. W women. The answer is women. Well, only two good thoughts in this world, right? <laughs> women and, uh, I guess, uh, money. And uh, has that perfect ten, has she ever sent you a picture of her? What? Um, oh, yes. And Oh, she sounds great. Uh-huh. I hope she, I mean... I asked she, her if I could put it on the webpage. She said no. She looks as good as she sounds? Well, I, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to make a comment because it's it is so. I, I have found that women, more than anything, are you know their looks. It's so subjective. I mean, so totally subjective. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, you asked about the meaning of life, and that that clearly is the meaning of life. Thank you. Women are the meaning of life. Now, if there were no women, it would not be worth living, would it? Think about that. I'm serious. Without women. Life really, really would not be worth living, would it? 
So there you have it. Um, all right. Uh, moving on now, east of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hello? Hello. Hello? Hello. Turn your radio off. Okay. That's good. Um, yes, I'm calling about uh, last night I was, I heard you fr talking to Madman Mark. Madman Markham, yes. Yes, and uh, I heard you mention the Fidel Philadelphia Project. And yes. I was wondering if you could talk a little more about that, and I didn't know. Uh, I never heard about that. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what you do. Go out to your local video store tomorrow and rent a movie called The Philadelphia Experiment. Okay. All right? Okay. And then call me back. Okay. All right. Thank you, and uh, have a good morning. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing. All right. Um, I was just listening, and I didn't really hear all about it. All about what, sir? On 940. On 940? You mean the uh, Hail Mary signal? Yeah, what exactly is that, sir? The Hail Mary signal. Okay, because I found it. 940. Yeah, and he's like counting down, and then he says things in between, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, has it been counting down for a Messages, long time? sir, to humanity. Oh. Has it been counting down for a long time? Has it reached zero yet and started over? No, well, no. Uh... Did you see Independence? Did you see Independence Day, sir? Uh, yeah, I did. You did. Do you remember what happened when they got to zero? Uh, didn't those like the ships like? I beg your pardon. The the spaceships like blew everything up or something. Yes. Uh, so they haven't reached zero yet. No, I mean, is your city intact? Yeah. <laughs> you answered your own happen? question there. What do you think is going to happen when it reaches zero? Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. All right. I think you get the picture. Yeah. I mean, you can read between the lines here, right? Yeah, well, what is, like, who's, what's the signal coming from? Is it not 940? Yeah, but what's it coming from? Who's putting out the signal? Well, uh, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's a matter of, for conjecture. Uh, there are those who faxed me and said it was Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Uh, I don't know. Do they have proof of that? I mean, it's, no, of course not. It's just a fax. How could there be any proof? Uh, I don't know. All right, sir, thank you very much for the call. You'll have to just wonder. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, this is uh, Wayne in Gillette. Hi, Wayne Wyoming. in Gillette, Wyoming. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good about yourself. Is that where the Gillette razor is manufactured? No. 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 What is Gillette uh, famous for? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Would you turn your radio off, please? Okay. Why do people have so much trouble with this? Okay, I'll All right. That. All right, that's good. Okay. I just... Never been able to get a hold of you and just kind of wanted to get a hold of you and tell you that we kind of listen to you here and we get you out of the Twin Cities, actually. So. Uh-huh. And that comes into Gillette very well? Yeah, actually, yeah, 1500. That's good. Oh, yes. Big, big signal. Cool. How, well, how big is Gillette, Wyoming? Uh, 20,000 people. 20,000. That's about the size of my town. Yeah, uh, I kind of like it that way. I kind of like it this way, too. But my town is the fastest-growing town in Nevada, which is the fastest-growing state in the Union. Why is that? Hell, I don't know. Oh. guess okay. people getting sick of California, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, I can kind of see where they come from. Low taxes. Really? Relative freedom. Uh, I don't know. I think we're a little bit more free here. Well, yeah. Prove it. Prove it? Yeah. I don't know. Can you gamble in Gillette? 
Do you not have, legally. Do you, you don't have, not legally? Well, no. Well, we can. Well, we just have to go over to South Dakota. Really? Yeah. But that means you've got to travel outside Gillette to somewhere, yeah, but, somewhere else? Well, it's no big deal to get out of Gillette, though. <laughs> not a bad thing. It's only a couple of hours. How many traffic lights do you have? Um, I don't know. Be honest here. About maybe a dozen. Do you know how many we have? How many? One. Just one big long street? Just one traffic light. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so there you are, sir. Um, you lose. Sorry. Plus, uh, we have one other thing. What's that? We have county officials that move the feds out of out of the way with bulldozers here. Well, actually, we've got county officials that don't listen to anybody, and they don't even they listen don't. to their own constituents, right? No. no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we really do have county officials that. Uh, in fact, there was a picture in the newspaper. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, we're having fun now, aren't we? I guess we are, yes. Uh, Tim in Denver. Hello, Tim. Uh, Happy New Year. And to you. I uh, wanted to tell you about our party. What party uh, is that? Well, the, the cat club party we had last night. Oh? We were going to uh, call you in mass and be the largest group that uh, had ever called you while listening at the same time. Uh, the, there's just one little hitch in that. We weren't live last night. I know. We figured that out real quick. <laughs> yeah. No, we planned ahead, but uh, it didn't work out. So what we did was we watched the Strange Universe segment that you were on. I see. And then we watched the Dark Skies episode. And we watched uh, Strange Harvest with Linda Bolton Howe. No kidding. We got on your webpage. And then we powwowed at midnight. <laughs> really? <laughs> we had a great time. It was really super. Well, it sounds like fun. And I hear Whitley Strieber uh, is coming to Denver, so hopefully we can get a group to go down and uh, attend his book signing. Whitley is coming to uh, Denver, eh? That's what I hear. He's going to have a book signing the 11th, which is the same day the Chat Club meets, uh, January 11th. I see. It's a Saturday. So hopefully we'll get a large group down and uh, support him and visit with him, and uh, uh, it'll be a great time. All right. Also, also... Can you get Shirley MacLaine on as a guest this year? I would love to get Shirley We on. talked about that the entire evening last night. Really? Yeah, we said, uh, of all the people we'd really like to hear you interview, uh, Shirley MacLaine would be a great one. I would love to get her on. Well, best of luck to you. We hope you do it. All right, my friend. Okay, all right. Have a good Thank night. Thank you. Okay, let's see. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hello, is this Art Bell? It is. Uh, I'm John from Huntsville, Texas. Hi, John. I wanted to call. Uh, you were talking about the problem Arizona's having with the federal government. Uh, yes. Mary Jane. Yes. I, I, I grew up in Arizona, so you struck a real note with me. Uh, I think what I think people in Arizona need to do, uh, I'm kind of nervous that you've been on radio before. Ah, uh, relax. Okay. There's nothing to it. What they need to do is they need to have like a confidence vote in the federal government. And um, and if it's a no-confidence vote, then what? Then the state of Arizona... Should secede? Well, nah, this country don't need a civil war right now. And that's what... What do you think... You know, I, I thought this to be one of the more interesting questions ever posed. Let's say that Arizona, or California, or any other state, decided to secede... And papers were served on our President Clinton. 
uh, and you're the advisor. You go to the president. Mr. President, uh, I'm afraid this is serious. Uh, Arizona is very angry. Their legislature has just passed a measure to secede. Uh, Mr. President, what are your orders? Now, would President Clinton order the federal troops in, Janet Reno's stormtroopers, to squash the Arizona legislature and any resistance in Arizona? Or would the president, trying to avoid conflict, simply do nothing and allow it to occur? Well, I was thinking what they ought to do, if the vote is no confidence, the state of Arizona should, like, enact a law, I guess, to say that... Uh, any law enforcement authority at the federal level uh, that they would not recognize that individual's authority to arrest or detain citizens of Arizona. Uh And if they did, then they would be committing a crime in the state of Arizona and be subject to arrest themselves. Well... Essentially take the teeth out of the feds so they can't bite the people of Arizona anymore. Well, but you're dealing with people, sir, who make their own law. It really would be interesting to see what would occur. All right, I have entered now a different chat uh, room. I have gone on to my web page. I have a web page. It's www.artbell.com, and I'm in a new chat room. We have chat rooms on the web page, and I am in the topical discussion chat room. So if any of you would like to join in, get on the Internet, get to the Art Bell webpage, www.artbell.com, scroll down until you get to the public chat rooms, and come on in to the topical chat room, for I am in there now. And uh, we'll sort of, uh, we spent a little time in the AOL chat room this morning, an hour, hour and a half. Now I'm in this topical chat room, and I have never before entered... Well, one time before, and they didn't believe it was me. They didn't think it was me. So I finally said, okay, and I left. It was embarrassing. My own chat room, they wouldn't believe it was me. So I said, okay, bye. But now I've gone in there, and now I can affirm that I am the one that's in there. So if you have an opportunity to get up on the web, come on in. It's www.artbell.com. And you go down to the public chat rooms, and you'll see the uh, topical chat room listed. That's the one I'm in right now. Wildcard line, you're on the air. Hi. Good morning, Art. This is Carrie from Washington. Hello, Carrie. Um, well, I was just going to ask you about what happened with the IRC thing, but you just answered that. <laughs> oh, it was it was some kind of victory, let me tell you. I yeah, I was going to say how went the war, but <laughs> sounds like you won. So, um, no, the other thing was, um, you know, and it wasn't me. It was, you know, these were people who. I mean, I barely know my way around IRC at all. But these people really knew what they were doing, and they got together, and it took about an hour, hour and a half. And they got it all turned around. Oh, that was quick. Yeah. Um, what does IRC stand for, anyways? Um, I think it's Internet Relay Channel, but I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Um, the other thing is, is you earlier you guys were talking about, or somebody called in and was talking about the new island that was forming off of Hawaii. Yes. Um, my opinion on that would be is that the Hawaiian natives would take it over because they want to secede from the union anyways. I know so. they do, yeah. <laughs> so 
So if anybody was to get that, they would. <laughs> I know, but the way things have gone lately, the Japanese would sneak in, slam a flag down, and that would be that. Well, they would try, but I don't think we'd Actually, the truth, <laughs> the truth of the matter is that there are X number of miles of territorial um, water. Yeah. And anything that pops up in that area, I think, would be nationalized immediately. Well, that's true. Because what is it, a 200-mile limit around whatever... Whatever the states I'm not are. Sure whether, I'm not sure whether we've increased our uh, limit to 200 miles or not. Oh, okay, because I thought it was international waters were like 200 miles off of any coastline. Well, I know a lot of countries claim 200. I think, I think we still claim just 12. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure. Okay, well, that's all I needed to say. All right, well, I'm glad you said it, and we won the IRC war. It wasn't even a contest. Well, cool. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Take Bye. care. <laughs> oh, what a great victory. Thank you all who helped. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Rob. This is Robert. Robert, Sorry yes. about getting disconnected from me. This is about the, uh, the, the static electricity. Oh, yes. What happened? Um, I, was, I got disconnected. All right. Well, anyway, you were talking about an alien vehicle that was powered by static electricity. Yes. And I was wondering if a little gray had to scuff across the carpet and touch something. To... No, 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 no. It actually... It, I've been studying the ancient pyramids. Yes. Stonehenge. Yes. And uh, electrical electrical fields. Yes. And if you look at the design of the large pyramid, yeah. And the thing, yeah. Okay, it's got a water water well. Oh, yes. It's got two different airflows, so the upper one's hotter than the lower one. Uh huh. And then it's got an iron pit, so the top one is actually to generate. Uh, a hot air. Can you send me these plans by mail or fax? Um, I, I don't have them all written down. Well, when you get them written down, could you do that? Sure. All right, because right now we've got to go. This, this of course, is dedicated to those who are sick of the water and the rain in the Northwest. Listen, I'm in my own chat room up on the web page. The uh, general topics or daily topics. Uh, chat room, so if you're on the web, come on up, www.artbell.com. We'll see you in there. We'll be right back. Presents Art Bell Somewhere in Time. Tonight's program originally aired January 1st, 1997. We are conducting a test. <laughs> Actually, there are two things going on. One, we're going to test and find out how many people can enter one chat room before a server explodes. And here's how you do it. I'm uh, right now in my own uh, chat room. We have one on the web page. Actually, a couple. So if you have the ability to, uh, to get in, come on in. Usually people with um, 
with uh, with uh, Windows uh, 95 and uh, uh, Netscape can get in. Uh, I don't know about others. I think Mac users are automatically barred. Um, now, I'll tell you, it's uh, you, you just come to my my webpage. <laughs> this thing about Mac. Uh, my webpage at www.artbell.com www.artbell.com Scroll down until you see something that says Public Chat Rooms and we're in the topical chat room right now. And we want to see how many people we can squeeze in there which is like the old days when they try to see how many people you can get into a Volkswagen. Remember that? So come on up and join us. If you have an extra moment, you're on the web. Come on by and join us. www.artbell.com One other thing that we're doing is we are um, we are looking for new artwork. This is your chance. I know there's a lot of computer gra- graphics uh, uh, people out there who are very, very, very good with computer graphics. So we are going to have a contest. Uh, we are going to create a new Art Bell logo for the web page, a new logo. And um, we need somebody out there who's very good with computer graphics, and I know this program is loaded with people who are good at it. Uh, similar to, but different than, the computer graphics we have been running. So, if you're good at computer graphics and you would like to um, uh, have your submission up on my webpage, send your submission to webmaster at artbell.com. That would be Keith, of course. Keith Roland of the infamous No Smoking Mesa, Arizona, where he is... Web Honcho, but don't send it to Web Honcho. Send it to Webmaster at artbell.com if you can create a good graphic, something that uh, you think would be representative of the program and great to have on the web page. Send it off to Webmaster at artbell.com. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Greetings and salutations, Arthur. And to you, sir. Where are you? You have the Kansas Conservative here. Yes, sir. I haven't been able to hear you since about 4 o'clock because Wichita and its great wisdom cut you off then. Well, they the private morning show. Well, got some good news. Uh, as soon as uh, the little station Wellington gets the equipment, they're going to start carrying you. Wellington? Mm-hmm. All right. Way down on the southern border, and that'll fill in a little hole here. I see. And they're going to carry you clear up to 6 o'clock in the morning and then maybe repeat the first hour, they said. so. Well, now, that's cool. Yeah, we won't have to strain to hear you. Anyhow, I since I have been able to hear you, I don't know if you plowed this ground or not, but you were talking about polygamy. Oh, yes. Well, I figured out that there's no way that it can be unconstitutional because then they would have to say, well, this is a good religion or a bad religion. Uh-huh. There's no way they can do that because there's 600 and some Protestant religions in the United States alone. So if they were to say, well, this is a good one, then that means the other 599 are bad. And they're not going to put up with that. So, you know, they can't all be right. I'm, I'm certain of that. Don't know which one is right. Don't even know if the Mormons are right. But here's the bottom line. Look at how many mistresses that have put out of work. <laughs> right there. It uh, would end the mistress thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd probably put a lot of hookers out of business or certainly slow things down. And the main reason is the other 599 Protestant religions could not compete. Because if they could send missionaries out and say, Hey, guy, uh, you ever have these these times, you know, when your wife has a headache 
and you'd rather she didn't? Yeah. Well, just think, if you had five wives, yeah. what are the probabilities of all of them having a headache at the same time? Probably pretty high, actually. You think so? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Could See, be, but I bet I, you... I, I'm, I'm telling you, the real reason that men can't have many, many wives is simple, true human behavior. Uh, that You know, it, there would be... There would be murders, there would be killings, there would be... It would make today's typical family dispute look like a kindergarten battle. <laughs> Trust me. Well, I, I think if you tried that with American women, you're probably right. Uh, the, <laughs> that's, that's the Mormons it. back in the old days, they were important women by the bushel basketful from Europe. Yeah. Uh, I think you might be able to get away with that with uh, some Oriental women. Uh Possibly, but even today's Oriental woman, sir, I assure you, is beginning to get rather westernized. Well, I've been married to two American women, uh -huh. and they were both chupacabras. <laughs> Thank you for the call, sir. And chupacabras, huh? <laughs> really, though, American women are just not ready for that, and... Um, Believe me, the American men wouldn't be ready for it either. So the real reasons are the logical human reasons. And the crime rate. Wildcard line, you're on the air. Hello. Oh, boy, let me get my radio. Yes. Oh, I got dialer's cramp here. Redialer's cramp. Redialer's cramp, yeah. My thumb is swollen from that. <laughs> Art Stennis from L.A. Hi. How are you? Fine. Yeah, that's a common question for you there. Uh, hey, what, what are we going to do about our government here, Art? Uh, about our what? Our government. How how can they step in and tell us what we want and uh, say that we're... I understand the latest statement was that the uh, the voters there in California and Arizona were asleep at the switch. Now, what is that? How how can they... I, I don't even know. That's very frustrating to me. It's not even the marijuana thing. It, it has nothing to do with the, the problem. Well, isn't it a little presumptuous of those back in Washington to presume they were asleep at the switch only when they voted on that one issue? That, yeah, exactly. Everything else, it, it's okay for us to get our votes approved as long as it's okay with them. Yeah. And that's what they're saying. Well, they're making a big mistake. Oh, yeah. They really are. Well, this time they're making a big mistake. Because this time it's not the courts stepping in uh, so much. I mean, they, they may certainly get involved. This time it's the federal government stepping in, and there's going to be a lot more resentment. Mark my words. That's right. I, it's... It's pretty scary because uh, I see in the future that if they think they can get away with it this time, then it's going to keep happening. Has there ever been in history a time when the government or a judge has overturned a people's vote that you know of? Sure. Oh. I, I thought this was the first unprecedented uh, no. time. No. No. California, uh, well, let's see. Uh, I believe uh, Colorado... Uh, passed uh, a constitutional amendment that got overturned by the courts. Um, I believe California recently uh, passed a measure with respect to illegal immigrants that got put on hold by the courts. Uh, no, it's not the first time, but usually it's the courts, not the federal government and their their drug czar warlord people. And it seems to me that this isn't a free country like it's supposed to be. Yeah, by any means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you uh, did you get my email from the other night? Um, I I, I don't know, sir. No, you probably did. I get a lot of email here, so eh, I don't know. It wasn't significant there, so. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Art. Take care. Well, looks like we may have crashed this room. 
It says error 444, network connection closed, disconnected, network connection closed. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we found out what the limit of that room was. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, this is Art Bell, right? Uh, yes, this is Art Bell, yes. Okay, this is Dennis from Kemet, California. Yes, sir. And uh, um, I remember last year you had, or you um, said you built your own transmitter. Uh, had an army base, was it, in Texas? That I what, sir? Um, you built your own radio transmitter? That I built it? Yes. Uh, yes, I built many radio transmitters. Oh, okay. Um, oh, um, how much do you know about radios? Um, a fair amount. Why? I have problems with my CB, and I'm trying to fix it. What's the matter with it? Well, I know it's internally because, uh, um... Well, I saw a transistor smoking in front of me. A transistor so, smoked. Yeah, that, that, well, that's, a, that's, an immediate, that's an immediate bad sign. If a well, transistor has smoked, then at the very least you're going to have to replace that. But the odds are that something caused that transmitter, uh, that transistor to smoke. Now, you were not by any chance in there trying to experiment with getting more power from your CB, were you? I was not, however, since I... Tell the absolute truth. I was not. The only way we can really help you is to know the truth. No, I was simply trying to... Um, yes. Uh, ...figure out problems with people trying to hear me. And they... Yeah, but the way you do that is to increase power. So you were trying to increase power. <laughs> I knew it, see. No, I... <laughs> I knew it. I'm psychic. No, people within a half a mile. Uh-huh. I'm psychic. All right. Well, what you do is you take it to an electronic repair person. Because once the transistor is gone, there is no simple fix. You probably were jumping one point to another point, trying to achieve more output. So, sorry about that. You're going to have to go to somebody who knows. Wildcard line, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. I just had a, I have an interesting kind of question. All right. I've noticed that you kind of laughingly have referred to the Trilateral Commission a few times this evening. I wasn't laughing. Well, like, okay, well, I just, a few years ago. I would never laugh at an organization that has invited me to be part of their esteemed body. Nice. Well, okay, I had something really interesting happen to me about uh, two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, my grandfather passed away. I'm sorry. And well, yeah, he's a great guy. Um, he was a professor at Harvard. Now, um, this might sound kind of like it's out of an episode of some television show, but that's cool. I was outside yes. of his room a yes. couple nights before he passed on. Right. And uh, my father was in there, and I heard mention. And I heard it. I've heard of it before, but I actually heard the mention of the uh, of a group called the Skull and Crossbones. Oh yes. And uh, I didn't hear very much. How did you know I had a tattoo? You have a tattoo. How did you know that? Dare I ask where? Huh. Well, they mentioned it. Yeah. And uh, yep, it's gone so across a few days, few days go by. My grandfather mm -hmm. passes on, and a few days after that, I ask my father about it. Yes. And he, he says he can't really explain it to me. He goes, maybe, uh, maybe some, maybe sometime in the future. No, those of us so adorned are unable to speak about it. So, uh, you, you should know that. I mean, you should know better than... Well, of course, if your grandfather had been here, he'd told you that. Yeah. I mean, well, he I, did tell you that. 
Well, no, it was my father that did. Your father? Yeah, you said that. You couldn't really talk about it with See? Him. Now. Well, he's that's that's, that's right. Yet. No, He's absolutely right. So, uh, so I've done a lot of, you know, looking around on the Internet. You know, I've tried to look on some books and things like that. If I were to actually tell you about this? You'd have to come to my house uh, and, and kill me per chance? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, All right, sir. Thank you very much for the uh, uh, the question. I appreciate it. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Yes. Hello, Art Bell. Hello there. Let me turn my radio off. Okay. Turning off his radio. First time callers, area 702-727-1222. Tony, Tony. And I'm in Austin, Texas. Tony, Tony, Tony. What's You're that? not allowed to use your last name on the radio. Oh, I'm not? No. Okay. Well, Only okay. Tony. All right. Well, my name's Tony. Cool. And you're in Austin. I'm in Austin, Texas, and I'm a, I'm a professional clairvoyant. You know what? We got a new affiliate in Austin. I know it. And now the entire show is being carried in Austin. It's KJFK. Uh, is that right? Maybe it's not right. It's not right. Yes, it is. Uh, FM. We're on FM in Austin. Yes. Yep. Okay. As I said, I'm a professional clairvoyant. How do you get to be, I mean, how, how does one delineate between an amateur and a professional? Well, a professional earns his living. Ah, that's, that's, that's doing that it. Be you know, I've been, okay. I've been doing it for now 20 years. All right. And I did work at the uh, Psychic Institute in Las Vegas, Nevada. You might be familiar with those folks. I've heard of it. And I've worked in other states. Now I'm in Texas. But um, the reason I'm calling your show is because I heard Ed Danes on there. Yes. And I think he's uh, quite a, a great man. Yes. So do I. And um, when I was working at the Psychic Institute in Vegas, yes, a lady came from Russia whose name was Sylvia. She never did give me her last name. But she worked there for a while, and she told me all about the Russian remote viewing. Except that, of course, they use natural psychics. Uh-huh. All right? Yes. And that's when I started to get involved with the fact that the government, both the U.S. government and the Russian government, were using uh, both natural clairvoyance and, and technical remote viewers. All right. Now, I don't know exactly where you stand on that. Uh, uh, I, I think you're a believer. Uh, in remote viewing, yes, uh, you are. You are correct. Okay. Now, I know. I I realize I probably don't have a lot of time right now, and and just cut me off whenever you feel that you should. But all right, that'll do it right there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> go, go ahead. If you have something important, get it well, out. Right. Okay. Here's here's the the most important thing. Ninety seven is going to be the year that the large quakes begin in California. So it is said. Okay. Now, you can talk to a lot of people that I have done readings for, and I have never said any other year except for 97. Yeah. I know Scallion and a lot of other people have said 94, 95, and yeah. they've caused a lot of, uh, not intentionally, of course, but they've caused a lot of skepticism because things have not happened. But I have always seen 97. 97 and 98 are the two years that is going to really demolish California. Demolish it? Demolish it. That's going to take quite a quake. 
Well, there's going to be three gigantic quakes. And the first one is going to hit Southern California. And it's going to be in January this year. In other words, well, it's already January. That's right. So you're saying this month? This month. God, that's bad. That's okay, bad. and it's going to be the final warning for people to get their belongings and move out of that Area. Tre tremendous earthquake zone. That is the hottest earthquake zone in the world. Well, it's been kind of cold for a while. Yes, it but has. That's actually, that's actually bad news. It's better when you're getting a bunch of small quakes. All right, listen, that'll have to do it for tonight. Thank you very much for the call. That's our new Austin affiliate, FM, and they're carrying the whole show, too. FM Talk Radio is really on the rise, folks. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi, um, I was calling about the signal at 940. Yes. Um, well, I've heard the signal before. I've actually heard this before. You've heard it before? Yes. Um, it was a couple years ago, a friend of, my, of mine and I were driving around, and we heard it all of a sudden broadcast on the air, and we were, we were freaked out by it. And um, it's, you know, it counts down. Yep. And uh, I guess it's supposed to end at like 5 o'clock this morning. Or well, when the signal ended before, a new radio station came on the air. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so you're suggesting it could be a promotional thing? Yeah, I kind of like the giant egg. <laughs> 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 we were really scared about it. We kept coming back to it, you know, to see if it was over. Well, and you know what? Yeah? They depend on that. Yeah, yeah. That is to say you keep coming back to it, so you... What is that? Yeah, exactly. What is that? Exactly. So, um, is it, is it going to be the end? Is it going to be like in the Independence Day when they get to zero? What's going to happen? <laughs> so earlier tonight I read the facts and somebody said that's what it was. It's from uh, Hail Mary. So Well, I, I mean, I don't have a, you know, I can't point something at the stars to find that out, but I, from past experience it was just a radio promotion. I'd say it's a safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know me, I couldn't resist having fun with people. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, it worked. It worked on us the first time I heard it. You know, I thought, oh my God, the world's ending. <laughs> and this is the countdown. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. But war's the world. We're all gonna die when this thing ends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, dear. Okay. You take care. Uh, yeah, in all likelihood, that is exactly what it is. But for lack of a better explanation, it sure sounded good. The Hail Mary frequency, right? We'll be right back. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow. 
listening to Art Bell Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from January 1st, 1997. Yes, 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 we're here. Hello, everybody. Here's one from Alabama. Art, don't forget the downside of polygamy, as it used to be practiced by the Mormons. One man is expected to financially support multiple wives and all the children. Think about how much money you've got left over at the end of the month with one wife. Then try to imagine what it'd be like with five or ten. <laughs> that comes from Birmingham, Alabama. Absolutely right. Uh, even worse than that. I mean, imagine the fifth or the tenth or the twentieth anniversary where you would give one wife a one-carat diamond ring. Now, there are several ways that one could proceed with that thought. Uh, that is, the one wife, of course, would be very happy. The other wives would want your blood. So, you would either have to give one carat diamond rings to all of them, uh, no matter whether one was, in reality, a better wife than the other wife, just uh, so that you wouldn't get poisoned. Uh, so, uh, one carat uh, diamond rings would have to go to all of them, or you would give none of them a diamond ring on an anniversary, in which case all of them would try to poison you. Uh, once again, we are going to have a contest of sorts. Uh, we are going to create a new graphic for the Art Bell webpage. And that's the master graphic that goes up at the top of every page. So I know there's a lot of good graphic artists, computer graphic artists in Los Angeles and elsewhere listening. Here's your chance. If you would like to create it and send it off to webmaster at artbell.com. Webmaster at artbell.com. And you may see it up there. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Okay. Um, I suspect the prediction time is over. It is. Well, can I give you one even though it's over? Oh, sure. I, okay. It won't be a, uh, an official prediction. Okay. My, oh, by the way, I'm David, Portland, Oregon. Yes, David. And uh, my prediction is Hillary Clinton will be charged or recited with contempt of Congress. If such a thing should occur, what do you think the president would do? Um, that's a tough call for him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He, he obviously isn't forced to. Re he wouldn't be forced to resign. You might have to. No, he wouldn't be forced to resign. But the question is, would he issue a pardon for his own wife? <laughs> and uh, if he did, uh, well, I guess, you know, it's his final term anyway, so that, yeah, what, that wouldn't matter. But, do? I mean, it would be political suicide. He, uh, he'd, be in a tough, he'd be in a tough spot. Yeah. But uh, right now, you know, he's refused to talk about pardons for anybody. I know. Uh, the question is whether Hillary would be left swinging, twisting slowly in the wind, or whether he would come rushing to her aid with a pardon, ticking off everybody in the country. I've wondered about that a lot. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much you for the call, sir. Okay. Take care. I really have wondered about that. What a position to be in. Your very own wife charged with some serious offense. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hello. 
Hi, uh, Art. This is Troy. Hi, Troy. From Birmingham. Yes, sir. Um, I just wanted to let you know uh, that uh, I'm a regular user on your Fnet uh, IRC channel. Oh yes. And uh, were, you, were uh, you were you part of the big battle? Well, I was a little part of the big battle, but I, I really wasn't the one that got the channel back. That was uh, a different uh, a different user. But I did want to mention to you that uh, you kind of uh, antagonized them uh, when you started talking about us getting it back, and they're uh, they're going to start trying it again pretty soon. Uh, of course they will. But I mean, we've got so many out there. We've got an army. Right. Well, I hope so, uh, and I'm glad to be part of that army. <laughs> but uh, it was. Uh, I just want to let you know that. Uh, I just thought it was a low-life thing to do. Oh, so. it, it, it really is, and it's a real common thing, and uh, it happens a lot, but uh, hopefully, you know, uh, it's not going to be a big problem. Well, we can move large numbers of people on a moment's notice. I'm afraid that we just proved that point with my own chat room. Um, I crashed my own chat room. I forget, it said error 444 network disconnected <laughs> it just it stopped and i i visualized this server out there in southern california somewhere with smoke rising from it first time caller line you're on the air hi hi how's it going uh it's going oh excellent uh my name is chris i'm from reading hi chris and um there's the guy who called earlier about the dreams that uh, yes the dream interpretation uh yes that you took kind of uh, as a roundabout way. Um, I just wanted to say, well, if he's listening or anyone else, yes. that uh, about three or four times a year, I tend to have dreams, and about three months later, uh, they become reality, reality, uh -huh. like a deja vu. And what dreams have you had, pray tell? Um, it's mostly just common, everyday occurrences. Nothing, nothing really spectacular. To be nothing concerned. spectacular except that a couple times I had, like, I had a dream that a friend of mine and I were in a, we showed up at a place together, and when I woke up that morning, I told him about it, and I said, "Remember, I told you about this." Yeah. Because in about two or three months, it'll probably happen. Frequent very much, and uh, he was there, and when it happened, I had the deja vu experience and I said hey remember when I told you this a couple months ago and he said hey you're right so uh, I kind of think maybe people are able to see a little bit into their future so is it going to rain six-legged frogs or what <laughs> oh I don't know about that but if it comes to me in a dream and I walk outside my house and there's six-legged frogs uh, it might happen all right well do me a favor, and uh, if you foresee anything of that magnitude, get to us right away. Okay, All right. great. Thank you. That's what it would rain these days, right? Uh, wild Card Line, you're on the air. Yeah, all right. This is John in Greater Bay Area, California. Yes, sir. Uh, you had this uh, seismologist uh, back in the last uh, week in June, I believe. Yes. He had predicted the uh, scale, was it a scale? Six, I believe, in San Francisco. It was supposed to hit, uh, I believe, July 4th or the first week of July. I've had so many on predicting so much that I don't recall that specifically, but okay. Well, well, the reason why I did is because I had my little girl. She was coming up from uh, Texas to visit me. Right. And uh, she was supposed to come in July 4th, and I was kind of paranoid about it. Ah. <laughs> and uh, so I was teasing her. I said, well, yeah, I've been listening to this guy named Mark Bell, and... 
you had this guy predict a uh, big earthquake here. She got real scared. Uh, she didn't want to fly up, so I, I kind of had to tone it down a little bit. Tell her, well, you know, he, if I recall correctly, though, that guy did predict that a 95% accuracy huh. that this is going to happen in the first week of July. And, uh, usually uh, a seismologist... Uh, that? Would, a seismologist or would not predict something like that. Oh, well, he did. He, uh, this guy was out of San Jose, and uh, supposedly he had uh, uh, um, had made a prediction before, and he was working for some uh, institute. You know what? Now I'm beginning to remember. Uh, I, uh, yes, I remember the seismologist. I don't remember this, the prediction. Uh, but we did have a seismologist on, and I'm trying to remember his name right now. I should remember it. But I don't recall that he made that prediction. Now, I'm not a seismologist. But I would be, if I were, if I, if I were in the prediction business, I would predict there would be an earthquake soon in northern California somewhere, where all the rain has come down, even Oregon, Washington, somewhere. I think that a great deal of rain contributes to geologic instability. It's just a theory. Wildcard line, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. Uh, Art, uh, three quick points, if I may. Uh, with more ultraviolet and, X- and X-rays uh, reaching the upper uh, atmosphere due to the thinning ozone layer, yes. uh, I think we can expect more meteor- meteorological uh, commotions as the ocean water heats up and, r- and the air rises and more cold air uh, comes in bringing uh, rain and snow as we're getting here in the winter. Yep. But uh, the approach of not only uh, rogue comets and asteroids, of which it's estimated there are over 30 trillion throughout the Milky Way, yep. uh, resulting from the birth and death of stars, sure. and also the displacement of stars due to uh, mm-hmm. solar collisions, <laughs> excuse me, which could send a rogue star system our way impacting the Oort cloud as well and uh, displacing uh, the jet stream and if the system ha- and if the if the uh, rogue system has an Oort cloud uh with up to uh, a thousand uh, comets uh could enter the solar system according to the astronomy magazine of of uh of this month a thousand uh, comets Yes, a thousand comets. Yeah. God, what a great title for a book! Night of a thousand comets. We have been sending letters oh, for cool. over ten years to uh, media personnel and uh, government officials, copies of which I'd be happy to send to you to post on your uh, web page concerning such an event, uh, such an eventuality, because it's not enough to depend upon a government that's able to act only after the fact with emergency funds. We need to embark upon a more preventive measure. And, uh, and and this people themselves will have to initiate. Sir, so I guarantee and, you, if a thousand comets hit the Earth, uh, FEMA couldn't help at all. Well, some of the atmospheric anomalies of recent times may be due to an approaching rogue system. That is, peripherals of an approaching rogue, rogue system, which could be uh, such as the fireballs that we're oh, seeing in increasing balls. numbers. Yeah. And the approach of a higher order could also be... In evidence, so I think we need to be willing to make changes. We need to listen, to broaden our concepts, to adopt new priorities. Because far more than emergency funds are going to be required to provide the needed safeguards, and this may be the very reason why we are seeing so many 
uh, quote-unquote sightings of uh, persons that are able and capable of assisting us through this period of trauma, which we are definitely going going to go through. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, that could be. Heaven help us. I would send that directly to the webmaster, Keith, at webmaster at artbell.com. Webmaster at artbell.com. And if you have any spiffy artwork that you would like to submit for the new logo, that's the place to send it, webmaster at artbell.com. He really likes to get a lot of email, too, by the way. Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, this is uh, Mike Glendale. Hi, Mike. Yeah, I uh, just wanted to comment on your earlier caller who wanted to predict a major earthquake in uh, California, Southern California. Yes. Yeah, I think that's kind of a, a negative way to start out a new year. And, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't think that, that, uh, I'm gonna make a prediction here. I don't like to make predictions. That's cool. Everybody but, else does. Why not you? But, uh, I predict that there's not going to be any major earthquakes in California. I mean, back in 92, we had a possible major ground displacement, a possible crack in the continental shelf, and I don't think that there's much more that, you know, that can be done, but I would, I would just recommend, I think that uh, Mother Nature's in charge, and there's not a lot you can do about it, and, uh, and I've got a lot more trust in natural phenomena such as uh, rainbows, I've got a lot more faith in rainbows yeah. than I do in uh, conjectures because I know a lot of people at Caltech and they were packing their bags and getting all their survival gear and, oh, we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff. I believe in rainbows. Yeah, and they were wrong. Rainbows they were absolutely are... wrong. And uh, it's easy to make conject predictions. That's right. But, but when you have to make the call, do we evacuate, do we move people, do they stay, do we create a panic, do we do this, do we do that? And you have to be exactly right in your decision. Yep. You know, it's not something that you can just, you know, call in and then walk away from. Well, that's right. And, and I just think that uh, I have a lot more faith in rainbows and Mother Nature and God. And, and maybe the guy might have something, but it really, you know, it's a really bad way to start out the new year. Well, and, people, and, you know, people are always going to make those kind of predictions. And uh, I think people take them in stride. I mean, people have been predicting California earthquakes for long as I've been alive. But I, I have learned, as far as earthquake, earthquakes are concerned, that there are actually two different types of earthquakes. There are those that go up and down. And, and those, back and forth, that's right. And, uh, you know, and I, I think there's a, I don't know if we got hit by a jackhammer or what, but, uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, uh, I, I just have a lot of faith in rainbows because, I mean... I, All right, sir, I, I've got it. I think you need not repeat it again. I believe in rainbows, too. I've seen them. I've seen them. Happens a lot when it rains and the sun's out. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello there. No, you're not. East, east, east of the Rockies, you're on the air. Well, good morning, Mr. Bell. Good morning, Mr. Culler. Where are you? Oh, this is Mike from Jacksonville, home of beautiful Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Oh, my birthplace. Your birthplace. Yes, sir. Another Tar Heel. Mm. And I would like to say Happy New Year from uh, Toby, Missy, uh, Callista, and Spot. Toby is currently uh, 15 pounds of tuxedo cat sitting in my lap. Is Spot a dog? No, Spot is a pure white female kitten with one black spot directly between her ears. 
I guess you can name a cat spot. It's a little, it's sort of heresy, but. Well, I mean, if Data could do it on Star Trek, why can't I? Yeah, that's right. I uh, have just uh, got through. I uh, wanted to make a comment on a fact that you read at the very beginning of your show tonight about the uh, states' rights. Uh, oh, yes. Uh-huh. And uh, there has been talk here in the South, uh, as uh, unusual as this may sound, um, you know, Bill Clinton basically, with his attack on the tobacco-producing states, yes. uh, geographically recreated the Confederacy. But uh, you know, the uh, I, as I listened to your predictions the other night, uh, several civil wars throughout the world were predicted. Um, I'm beginning to wonder if we're not about to see a revolution, uh, civil war, whatever you want to call it, here in America. Think so. Um, think it's possible? Think it would be over tobacco? I don't think it would be over tobacco. I think it would be over... Uh, states' rights. States' rights and individual rights. Well, there is going to be trouble. Uh, the federal government is making a big, big mistake with their reaction to this California-Arizona vote. Really a big mistake. And uh, I, I'm, I'm really sorry to see it. Uh, and, and, and their comments are... You know, this business about the voters being asleep at the switch, I, I very unfortunate. That that would, uh, were I one of those voters, I think I would be on the telephone, on the fax machine, uh, letting those people know exactly how I felt about it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very concerned about the way things are going, and, and I'm, not, uh, I'm not at all, I won't be at all surprised if something does happen within the next year or so. You know, I, I, I foresee that uh, with Janet Reno's attack on the Fourth Amendment uh, in front of the Supreme Court and a few of the other things that are going on. All right, but here's the thing, sir. We still live in a country, luckily, where redress is possible within the system. Even though the system is now perverted and fouled up, and I realize the arrogance of power uh, in Washington... But we still live in a system where you can change it within, where you don't have to resort to violent means to get your way. Let's hope so. It, yeah, well, I do. I hope so. Thank you very much. Uh, and I do believe that, by the way. You will know when that has changed. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Oh, Art, I finally got a hold of you. And it's great. And you know what I heard? What? I heard you read Ender's Game, right? Orson Scott Card. Uh, read what? Ender's Game. Absolutely. One of my favorite. I, I just went through my second my second reading of the entire series. I'm going to have him on the air pretty soon. Really? Yep. I was just going to... I was... I, I As a matter of fact, I talked to Orson uh, Scott Card about three months ago. Really? And I was supposed to get back to him and set up an interview, and I haven't done it yet, but I will. I sent you an email with his mailing address hoping you would do that. Uh, well, I did that, and I talked to him on the phone. Right. Do you have any? You don't have a date yet, though. Uh, no, but now that you've jogged me, uh, I, I think one of the greatest books ever written was Speaker for the Dead. Hmm. You like read... you, you like the follow-up Ender's Game, huh? I actually liked his Unaside. Uh huh. And he wrote a fourth one. I don't know if you know that or not. 
Which was? Uh, the Children of the Mind. No, that one I have not read. I recommend it. I really recommend it. It's, All right. The series is, I mean, I, you probably already know, it's good. But oh, yes. Any more, any more books about Ender have to be read. Uh, there's no question about it. I agree with you. All right, my friend, listen, I'm afraid that my program appears to be ending. Does that mean I get the honors? It does indeed. I am so happy. Do it, do it, do it. Good night, America. All right, that's it. Good night, America. Good night, Canada. Good night, various other nations that are listening around the world. And good night, Cosmos. And it'll be cool to see what happens when the countdown ends. <laughs> I'm sure it's just a stunt, everybody. You all have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow from the high desert. Good night. Good night.